Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Episode 263 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helperton. And who's running around in the galaxy with me tonight? Hey, it's that other Jedi that survived Order 66, Carusetta, <laughs> Carrie Chandler. I'm uh, Carusetta on Twitch and YouTube. And Isaiah, nothing here to find me on. I like it that way. <laughs> and welcome. And we are here to talk about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, developed by Respawn, published by EA, and came out in 2019. God, that feels like a that long, long ago. Yeah, I yeah. guess. It was a different age. Before the era. before our purge. Before the dark yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. Before the plague. I don't know. It was during the dark times. It was when we thought the dark times were going on. We didn't know how dark <laughs> they were. I'll say I think it was it was pretty dark. It was. Yeah. yeah. And it got a lot darker the following year with a freaking lockdown. Yeah. And so this is made by Respawn. I, I completely forgot about that. I've been playing a Respawn game like most of my gaming time has been going to playing Apex Legends with my son. And that's a Respawn game. And now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, they do have a like a really similar feel and look to them. Actually, yeah, I did not put the I did not put two and two together until just now. Yeah. They also did that amazing Titanfall 2 game. Yes. And, and, Titan, yeah. and, and Titanfall 1, which is also awesome. It's only online, so <laughs> no, no. Fall. no, you could play Titanfall single player. It just didn't have a campaign. Yeah, that's my issue. <laughs> but but you could you could play it completely single player and, and it did have a campaign. It told the campaign through the multiplayer, but but yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying though. The campaign is in Titanfall 2 is so amazing. Whereas I didn't care for the online in Titanfall 2. I do. Oh, that's a game I need to revisit, but you know. Same. I need to put it on the show, but yeah. I don't, not happening this year. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you have it all booked up for this year already. Close. Really damn close, unfortunately. Okay. Because I plan, I just can't, I try to not plan too far ahead. I plan to only, I try to only plan one season ahead, which is 20, 20 weeks. And right. yeah, I'm I'm almost fine the whole year at this point because I just have <laughs> ideas. I'm like, you have to do with this year. I'm like, ah, oh, well, we're just gonna, you know, stop. <laughs> Must yep. put it on paper. I mean, I can always change it. I mean, I'm the guy that does it, so right. it doesn't affect it. But yeah, I mean, right. you, you must because I'm on three episodes just this month. So <laughs> it's different. Yeah, though. Yeah, <laughs> we just it was a bunch of stuff I had to put on. Yeah. But no, this game I had so I had played this game back when it not when it came out, but I think it was probably twenty well. Probably not too long, probably 2020 or 2019, December. I think my, because my wife bought this for me for Christmas and I remember being excited for it. I actually played it, which is weird of me to play a game when it first comes out <laughs> pretty close to it because podcasts and everything else. So I think it was either 2020 or it was 2021. All I remember is I played it. I enjoyed it. I beat it. And I, th- I think about it every so often, especially with the sequel came out. I was like, ah, I need to replay this. I need to put it on the show so then I can eventually put, play the sequel. Yeah, That's I remember getting it. it. I remember getting it right at launch grinding through and you know just had a great time i think i beat it like oh i want to say the second week after it was out and just it was just an an amazing game hands yeah so i couldn't remember when i played it and then i i but i figured it out it was when ea ea access came to game pass for pc which was uh march of 2021 and that was like as soon as that came that was like all right so uh, i was i was like two years late to it probably Okay. And it still probably didn't feel like a two-year-old game at that point. No, it felt like <laughs> cutting-edge, brand-new, like, amazing video game. Like, graphics, everything. Like, I was like, oh, this yep. is cutting-edge. Uh, but, yeah. Well, I mean, no, I, th- there's some things about the graphics and that, that kind of, uh, you know, irked me a tiny bit. You know, but, like, but for the most part, it's definitely one of those games that was built to stand the test of time. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. 
Yeah, and, and, and the the sequel did not change much as far as looks either. It just it just improved on what they already did really well. Yeah, I I have the sequel on PS5 now. I got that like at launch, like I pre-ordered the sequel and on PS5, and yeah, it looks amazing. But but it is very similar in terms of everything. It just has like a little more definition, I guess, to it. Yeah, absolutely. More 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 pixels. Yeah, well, because they built it for 4K, so right. Yeah, now I just got to get a 4K TV, so I utilize this PS5. Slacker. <laughs> I like the graphics in this a lot. Even the, like when I was thinking about that when I replayed this game, I played it on the Steam Deck, which it had a few issues, but that's my fault, not the game's fault, because I bought too small of a Steam Deck and I had to install it to my memory card and not the not the drive itself. So, uh, so a little yeah, slower read write times. That's yeah, how they but it you. was. It was still playable. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, and again, I, right. I don't fault the game or the Steam Deck. I fault my cheap ass when I bought a Steam Deck. But so no, but it worked. I mean, I was able to run through this on the Steam Deck and play it mobile. The only issue with it is EA sucks. Is that you had to have an internet connection at all times. Mm-hmm. That was my one issue because I, I I took this out and I was going to play it when I was out somewhere waiting for my wife at an appointment. And I'm like, I can't play this because I'm not connected. I'm like, fuck you, EA. Then I went and played Vampire Survivors instead. So. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's always installed on my Steam Deck. It never comes off. I just I don't play it much anymore. But it's just there. Like I'm like, well, I got I can't do anything. I got the Steam Deck in my hands. Well, I guess we'll just play around with vampires. Right? I had a similar issue the other day. I was trying to play Marvel Snap and I lost my internet connection on my phone. I was like, oh, I'll just play Vampire Survivors. I haven't played that in a few months. But <laughs> I've I, never now, played now, Vampire now, Survivors. So. It's free. It's free on um, mobile. Okay. So it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be because it's only like three dollars on PC anyway. But it's free on mobile. It's and it's just game. it's just as good on mobile too. So except for it doesn't have the deal. The all you can't. I don't, well, you have to buy the DLC. But. Yeah, same as. Well, the they must have they must have patched Fallen Order then because like I put my PS5 into sleep mode. I never turn it directly off unless I need to do like a hard reset or something. And every time I'd come back to it, it would have the internet connection <laughs> interrupted, but I would still be able to do stuff until it was restored. It yeah, could have I, been PC DRM. Correct. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, could it's, it's it's EA does that on PC. I don't think they can do it on PS5. They might have like there might be like something in the PS5 uh, TOS that doesn't let publishers do that. Because uh, I've so never had a game do that on PC PS5. Master Race. Yeah. Suck it. I, yeah. mean, I love PC. I'm a huge guy of saying how wonderful PC is. I, that does not change here. But it, I, I just don't like EA in general. Like I, I don't buy a lot of EA games. Yeah, I, I hear you. And I'm I'm normally I used to be like real big on PC and it's still I play a lot on PC, but uh getting a PS5 kind of changed my tune a little bit because it was like to be able to play like some of the like newer games, I was gonna have to spend like twelve hundred dollars on my PC. And it's like or I could spend four hundred on a PS5. And yep. it's gonna be way beyond what I could get for a thousand dollars for my PC at this point. So Oh yeah, well it's, it's because it's all proprietary components for that. Exactly. And it, it's going to be a while before PCs are going to be affordable and be on par with current consoles. So yeah, like I'm, I'm honestly, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I, I might just instead of buying a, uh, upgrading my PC, I might end up getting an Xbox eventually, like the next gen, because <laughs> basically everything I play on PC is also on Xbox, and if it's not on one of those, it's on PS5. Yep, as an Xbox Series X and P, uh, PS5 owner, I can say it's yeah, it, it's amazing having the ability to do both. Plus, plus, like generally, whatever's on PC either comes to both or one or the other. So yeah, and then you have Game Pass. So I was like, I have Game Pass for PC, and that's how I played this. That's how I played this. I played Battlefront Two through EA uh, Access. I think I think Titanfall Two. I played that way. 
No, Timefall I did through Origin, actually, come to think of it. But it was but it was free. Sure, but but it was free. Titanfall one was free. I mean, it was just like or not free free, but you know. Yeah, with a subscription, which is close enough. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. Well, no, those were free. Yeah, but EA, EA Access comes with the Game Pass, comes with Game Pass, which is kind of crazy because Game Pass already includes so much stuff. Oh yeah, and then, for, and then for then price EA, point, it's well worth the money. Yeah, and then EA Access. Yeah, so yeah, that's how I played this game, and it was. I'm kind of like I've thought about just going back and buying it on PS5 just so I'll have it if I end up you know dropping Game Pass at some point. So if that's I see what it, I for, did. if I see it for like ten bucks, I'll put it on PS5 also. But yeah, generally, if it's a game that's on like P like a ps plus or um or game pass and it's on sale really cheap i'll just pick it up just in case i ever decide to ditch the subscription service yeah because ps plus is like i i have the lowest tier of that one that's like seven bucks yeah but still it's still a little much but it's it's worth it it's it's, it's worth it to have these games especially like fallen order because they are so good they're they are so replayable because you're always finding something new every time you play through it again and you yeah. never know, because like they can always remove it from the service. Well, they probably won't remo- remove it from EA, but like there are games that that flow in and out of there constantly. And yeah, to be able to go back and replay it, or just to be able to go back and complete it, because there's so much stuff to find in these games. Oh yeah, and I can see it leaving EA access even. In, oh yeah, yeah just which... license anything licensed now. I'm very big about, especially with because I'm mostly a digital gamer at this point. Yeah. So I, as soon as I see good sales on licensed crap, I buy it pretty quickly because, well, I mean, so far, nothing's really been pulled that you already own except for Discovery trying to be piece of shits. Warner Brothers (laughs) deleting things from existence. Westworld never (sighs) happened. We don't talk about Westworld. (laughs) Hope you don't want to watch that first really good season. Well, I mean, there's other ways. I'm not. Is it, is it off HBO Max? Completely. Why they've, they've erased it be, uh, so they don't have to pay the actors and writers uh, royalties when people watch it. That's that's the whole reason to take any of the stuff off. But David Zaslav was money. like, you'd want you want to watch, you know, my 90 day fiance or whatever bullshit instead of Westworld by freaking Michael Crichton. Anyway, fucking, Star Wars. I really don't like that <laughs> yeah. Zaslav guy after yeah. he took over. Fucking ruined WB. And he's probably making the money somehow. Oh, I know he 100 percent making the money. I'm just hoping he get just dis- just gets fired eventually. So, or the company just goes out and someone else buys it. I'm okay with that too. So, either and way. then Disney can buy them, yeah. and then they'll own, and then they'll have all the Infinity Stones. <laughs> <laughs> all they need is Netflix. They gotta gotta throw Squid Game into a bottomless pit to get Netflix, and then they've got it. <sighs> oh, Squid Game. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Squid Game's ever gonna let Netflix go down. <laughs> no, I was just naming the only. I was naming the only uh, Netflix show I could think off the top of my head. They don't have a whole lot left right now. So they, they really text. don't. It's sad. <laughs> but like one thing I thought was interesting about Jedi Fallen Fallen Order is that it does take place in a time zone that I really love when we get content during the Empire era. So we get yes. like, this is five years oh, after yeah. episode three, 14 yes. years before New Hope. That's, yep, and that's, then, uh, that's like that's my bread and butter. That's what I yeah. like. Like the Rogue One timeline. Well, this is before way before Rogue One, but that any put you know, solo, Rogue One, and or Put stuff in this time frame. Exactly, because it, it there, it's so moldable. There's so much that happens in the 19 years between episodes three and four that you can make content for a long time after that. And especially with an original story like they did with, yeah. with original characters, save one original yeah. character. And the, the one they bring in is like really it's a really good cameo, too. I think it was perfect. Right. I, want, I want a whole game about him, actually, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. And, and and I have to say I I'm I'm always kind of like as a you know Star Wars is my favorite like thing in culture 
And I'm always so kind of banging the drum of like, give us more like stuff without Jedi. And this one, I'm like, no, no, th- we need Jedi in this one, of course. But this time frame is perfect for giving us stuff without Jedi because they're supposed to be all dead. Yep. You know, so it's like a perfect time to give us like, I, I really feel like we could have like a Dark Forces, like another Dark Forces game, but like set in this time frame because Dark Forces is after the original trilogy. But yeah, you know, Dark Forces, there's no Jedi in the first Dark Forces that I remember. There's Dark Forces. Is dark is it dark or is it the end of Dark Fort is it Dark Forces two where Kyle Katarn goes to the temple and gets the powers? Or not Kyle Katarn. It's is it it's not Kyle it's Katarn. Katarn. It? Yeah, that's it later. is Kyle that's, Katarn. Might be that's Dark Forces two. Definitely not Dark Forces one. It's, yeah, not Dark Forces one. Yeah. But yeah, give us another like Dark Forces game. I guess that's what Battlefront the story mission, the story mode in Battlefront two is. I can't remember. I haven't played it in a while. I played it once, but I don't. I remember it, but it's. I think it's in this empire. It's a. It's in this empire time frame. I don't remember exactly. But but anyway, yeah. But this is like this is like perfect fodder for storytelling because there's it's this like period where we have we know what's gonna happen to some extent. So mm-hmm. this it's a great place to kind of fill in the gaps if you do it well. And this this has this has to me the best story of almost any like later Star Wars media. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's one of those things, too, that when the game first came out, like I, you know, growing up video games, obviously, you you see the commercials for Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, sweet, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to wave my glow stick around <laughs> in a video game yeah. and actually have it be like a solid game because, you know, it came from Bioware and we all know Bioware is like was like at that point, the king of storytelling. And it t- you didn't get your glow stick until, you know, a quarter of the way through the game. This, you get it almost right away. Oh, yeah. And you actually feel like you're playing as a Jedi. Man, you had me you had me going for a second. I thought you were about to say something mean about Knights of the Old Republic and we're going to have to have a fight. <laughs> but, I mean, no, love hands down, no, no. one of my favorite games of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. But, yeah, no, but uh, it's, it's, of- it's, you're right. You, you, that, that, what is that planet you're on forever? You're on, it feels like Paris. forever. Yes. Oh my God. So whenever I, I, whenever I play through Kotor, which I play through about the first half of Kotor, like once every year or two, I always play with the start as a Jedi mod. Like always. <laughs> I've only, I've only played, I've only not started as a Jedi in that game like twice ever because yeah, I'm like, even on my phone, the, the stars, a Jedi mod works on the Android version and I play it on yep. my phone. By the way, yeah, it, ex- excellent Android game by Nice Old Republic. Oh yeah, on Android. hands uh, by down. It's, anything, it's anything amazing. by anything by Beam Dog. Nice Old Republic, Pools of Radiance, all the old the, uh, like Baldur's, the D&D, the Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate one and two. Baldur's Gate one and two. All those Beam Dog is like they do. They are they are like what is it? Is it Blue Point who does the really good remakes for consoles that did uh, Demon yeah. Souls? Yeah, they're like the Blue Point for mobile. I haven't played anyway. one yeah. mobile game, sir. I'm already too <laughs> with that. But, but yeah, getting back to my point, this allows you to start off, start playing as a Jedi, and you actually feel yeah, like you're you, playing you, a Jedi. You whip out that light, and when you find, and it's pretty cool because you don't, you don't whip it out right away. But when you do, it's like feels really good. It's like it's like an, a holy shit nerdgasm moment. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I also Imagine. never noticed until today. I was watching some YouTube videos. When he does the force pull and saves his friend, there's a Imperial droid right there on screen watching yeah. him. Yeah. Yep. I never caught that. Yep. That's how they know. I was yep, like, exactly. okay, I was wondering how they knew yep. when I first did this. And again, it's the little know. details that Respawn put into it. Yeah. Like this is a game what? where it's like, this is not a game that was like made by like a committee of like executives at Disney or something. 
like it often is, feels like the movies and TV shows yeah. feel like they are. This is like Star Wars nerds design this game. There's so many little details. Yep. And it feels I like don't Star care. Wars. I don't care if it takes them another four or five years to come out with the sequel to Je- to Survivor. Like, take your time because oh, yeah. the job they did with Fall in Order and then following it up with a phenomenal sequel. I'm really looking forward to what they have in store for the third installment. I am like sure. it's like and, and Fall in Order really sets the pace. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. They definitely. I mean, they could. They can. I just want this same team to keep making games, even if they don't make another Jedi game. I just want them oh, to yeah. keep making games. I want to I want to play anything they make, even if it's not Star Wars, because it's it's mm-hmm. so well designed. It's so beautiful. There's so much love and care put into it. And like we were saying, well, the, you- sto- the story is like, I mean, literally, I'm like post post 1980s Star Wars stuff. It's like this game. I mean, I would put it below, you know, I'd say like it's Rogue One and then Fallen Order. And then oh, you know, I mean, honestly, in terms of story, like it's 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 above like any of the new any of the newer movies. Which I, I, I like a lot of the new, I like a lot of the new movies, but I mean I put it over Solo. I put it over I put it over most of the Mandalorian. Even though I love the Mandalorian, I think the storytelling oh, yeah. in this one is so good. Yeah, it is. It's a well, really good we get stuff we really want. We get Inquisitors, which I still will never forget when I first watched Rebels randomly, and all of a sudden the Inquisitors were introduced, and I was like, "Damn, this is cool." Were they introduced in Rebels or in uh, Clone Wars first? They're in Rebels first. Rebels, Rebels first. first, okay. Yeah, fights um, the Grand Inquisitor in season one, and then season oh, that's two, right. Int- introduce the two and, others, and then and then they're in like the last season of uh, Clone Wars. Is that right? No, no, no. The they're not in Clone Wars didn't at all. Come out until oh. after Order sixty six. Like they were not a thing until oh, okay. after after the right. Jedi were first. Yeah, I figured they're, most, they're mostly for former Jedi that were yeah yeah, yeah. or the, well at least for sensitives that could be manipulated. Yeah, uh, at the but yeah, some Jedi did turn into Inquisitors, but it's it's one of those things where. The, that that is your main villain of the game and mm-hmm. the fact that they were able to introduce a couple of inquisitors that really and they all had their own they both had their own personalities oh that yeah they really gave you that challenge what is what is the big one's name ninth sister the ninth sister they oh, i love i love her be careful That's... with her she get she's in the darth vader comics also yeah and if i because all the Inquisitors, I mean, besides Rebel Show, then they had the Darth Vader, I think, 2016 run that introduced a lot of the Inquisitors, too. And a, mo- almost all of them are killed in that comic. Yeah. Right. I don't think the Darth Vader comics are 100% canon, though, if I remember correctly. They are, from what I was researching back then. I'm pretty sure the canon. Well, well then, I'm not going to spoil something for you for Jedi Survivor. Okay. maybe they. I mean, as far as I was aware, they were canon, but I don't remember... All I know is when I played this, I looked up about the Ninth Sister, but I can't or when I first played this, but I can't remember what it is. But I do because I read the Darth Vader comic again, mm-hmm. and I know that at the time when I read it made sense, like everything was okay fitting into the chronologically canon order. Yeah, but I don't remember anything of what I yeah what I read or it's been a bit, but I'm but I can't look but up yeah. anything about Survivor. Enemy design. <laughs> Any enemy design to this game, fantastic. And it makes you feel challenged no matter what your skill level, too. If like, you put it on easy, it's not bad. I mean, uh, yeah, that, but that's 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 because you're only playing it at the story for that point. Yes. Like, I my first that. playthrough I did on the standard difficulty. Sec- this playthrough I did on, on was a Jedi Master. Not Grandmaster, I'm not punishing myself like that, ever. But it's, it's, it's one of those games where no matter your skill level, you're going to be challenged. Yeah. So, and they did a really good job in reflecting that in the abilities of the enemy. Yeah. 
totally. So and like especially the like both fights with with the set with the second and ninth sister, just hands down some of the best lightsaber combat in any Star Wars game ever. Oh, I think the the very best. Like, there's nothing that's ever come close to that until Survivor, right? Yeah, Which for is sure. Like, you know, increases it. But yeah, it's 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 really good. I was just thinking about I was just thinking about the ninth sister. Like, I was reading about her on Wikipedia. It's just just like it's such a we don't ever see Jedi outside of the cartoons. Sometimes we never see Jedi that aren't pretty normal looking humanoid, mm-hmm. you know, even in, in like the prequels, like we get like a squid person or something, but we never yeah. get like a giant puppet with lightsabers, you know? Yeah. I would love to have seen them try to animate, make that in the, in the old days. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, you could have like at the, uh, the battle of Geonosis in, uh, attack of the clones, you know, you could have had a Wookiee with a lightsaber, in the you know they they had all those all those Jedi and it was like a bunch of humans and some Twi'leks and like a, a I squid, can't recall dude. there ever being a Force sensitive Wookiee. Well, there, there is, is uh, Bad Batch, Lobaka in Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chew, and, and, and at least in the extended universe, Chewbacca's son was a Jedi. Well, of course he, he would be. He was in. He was one of the. <laughs> he was one of the main characters in the Young Jedi Academy series, uh, the the okay. YA books, and but then he showed up then. Then he showed up and he was, uh, I think he was one of the Jedi that went insane in the Legacy of the Force series uh, books. But that's all, you know, not canon. But but yeah, right. give us a, and you had that uh, that one Ithorian Jedi that got his uh, shit handled by General Grievous in the Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. The Gennady Kediarski Clone Wars. <laughs> yep. You know, then you had that one that was uh, whatever that race is that looked like the Abominable Snowman. Oh, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of their name. Yeah. Wampa. Yeah. Well, they well, he wasn't a wampa, but they look like wampas, but with like a sucker face. Yeah, I, they're in <laughs> I there's a whole they're Clone Wars episode with them too. But yeah. I can't remember their yeah. names. Well, yeah, it's the, where they're like running from General Grievous, or they're running yeah. after General Grievous, and he just like one by one kills them until Mace Window crushes his chest. Oh. But yeah, not, but yes, seeing a non-humanoid Jedi or, yes. or Force user in general, like that was that was amazing. But it, it, it was not characteristic of the Empire because the Empire. Right, Can, canonically, very are very, very like they'll they'll have Zabrex in there, they'll have Twi'leks and stuff like that, but they're not held to the same level as like a traditional human would be. Oh yeah, I mean in the extended universe, it was like a really big deal that Thrawn was an yeah, exactly because like they like that he's a he great a admiral because they don't make non-humans, they don't even make them like officers. They're like yeah. working. But I think in this case, you know, they took like a powerful force user and tortured her until her mind broke. Mm-hmm. So it's like a different situation, well, you know. Plus, generally, what they did with the Inquisitors that didn't sign yeah. up to directly be Inquisitors, right? I think that's what I, mean, I think that's like all of them, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, no, a couple I think were Grand Inquisitor was was completely. Oh, a couple of them it. just signed up for it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he's a piece of shit. But yeah, yeah, but but I like but the I second guess, and I, ninth sister for sure. They were torture until yeah. they turned. But it's it's a yeah that it's a great it's a great fight with her. I, I mean that's that's way later in the game. That's like near the end of the game. Yeah, when you're well, it's it's well for the yeah, second it's, sister, it's a the little past the happens half. about midway through. Yeah, it's a little past that. I'm looking through it. It's the end. It's there's uh, six chapters. It's the end of chapter four is when you fight her. So yeah, but yeah. the first chapter is real short. So it's like right at the middle of the game, basically. But that was hands down one of my favorite one of my most favorite fights in the game was the was the ninth sister. Yeah, that was that was what I was saying. It's like probably my second favorite boss fight in the game yeah yeah but like yeah like i even have here in my notes like ninth sister fun fight just absolutely <laughs> yeah. a black it was good and it, and it's like i i was saying before we got on like i'm a big souls fan and i call this game like easy easy space sekiro 
you know, because it, it is way easier than any of those games. And Sekiro is like way harder than any other Souls game. And, but this has mechanically, it's very much like Sekiro. It's very, mm-hmm. it's most similar to, it's way more similar to Sekiro than it is to any of the uh, Souls games. Whereas like, a, like I was saying before the show, I'm not a Souls fan, but like I thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. this game because it makes you actually think and it makes you get better. It does. And that's the thing and about I love Souls when games. games. Do that. That's the thing about Souls games and especially Sekiro more than any other Souls mm-hmm. game. Sekiro, you really you can't you really can't just grind and gain experience and become more powerful until you beat the you know, you can, but not really because you don't gain health from it. You only gain health from like major like game events. And so really the only way to get good at Sekiro is to actually get good. You have to practice and learn. And then so when you beat a really hard boss that is taking you like eight hours to beat in Sekiro, you're like you feel a sense of accomplishment beyond anything you've ever felt in a video game. And it's like, Mm -hmm. because you actually, you don't feel like, oh, I just got lucky or, oh, I just leveled up until I could beat it. You're like, no, I played this. I got good at it. I'm legitimately better at this game now than I used to be. And that's why I beat it. And that's how this game is, but it's got a way, it's way easier than that. So it's not as intimidating. Plus it has, I think it has like, this has difficulty modes also, right? Yeah, this has a ton. I played it on Which is something... Something I know is blasphemy as a Souls fan. I think all the Souls games should have because I think everybody should be able to experience those well, games yeah. and enjoy them. And as it is, Sekiro is just absolutely not playable. And if you're not willing to beat your head against it and get good, it's just not playable at all. Like, and you, you can't even see it. You you go play, you know, what is it? The Ghost of Tsushima and get your 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 weeb fix from that because Sekiro <laughs> and, and that's not fair. Like they should make it. They should have, you know, an easy mode for or story mode. But my point is, is this game is like Sekiro, but it's way easier and it's got the Star Wars thing, but it still has that sense. Knife Sister, I took me like seven or eight tries and it wasn't like luck. It was like I was learning her moves. I was learning her tells. Yep. I was learning what I need to do at different points. And so then when you when I beat her, I'm like, oh, I earned that win. Oh, you earn every win. In, 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 you earn in every game. win There's, in this game. Exactly. You don't you don't fumble through any of the major fights in this game. Yeah, you were saying earlier, like this game will not let you button mash. Like it you have not. to, you have stormtroopers will roast your ass if you try to button mash through this game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's one of those things. When I first started playing the game, I was telling, I was before we started recording. My my roommate, my former roommate Xander, huge Souls like fan, saw me struggling. I want to say about a quarter of the way through the game, and so he sat me down. He's like, he's like, you know, you're not supposed to button mash in this game, and I know you know how to play games like that. And so he sat there and mentored me for like two hours. He found a spot for me uh, and it later became my grinding spot. But like he said, he's like, OK, you're not moving from this spot. And I'm going to sit here with you and roast you until you can get through this three times without getting touched. And he sat there for like two hours. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> what but difficulty like, were you on? I was on the standard difficulty. OK, but like it's, it's one of those things where you want you need to take time and, and get better at the game. And once you do and you start learning, start looking from it from that perspective of, of, okay, I'm going to enter this fight. I'm going to feel it out. I'm just going to, you know, throw a quick strike here. See what they do. How do they counter? Okay, what moves do they have that are unblockable? How can you maneuver these moves? And like once you actually take that time in the first few minutes, you start learning these fights pretty quick. And yeah, it gives you that that great sense of accomplishment once you beat it. Yeah, absolutely. See, I didn't have that problem. I just played on easy. I played on story and everything just went nice and simple. But I remember when I first tried this, I tried it on easy, not story. 
and I remember getting my ass handed to me. And I'm like, yeah, we're putting this on story. I played it on Jedi Master, which is the like hard but not hardest. It's like <laughs> story, knight, master, grandmaster. And I yeah, I played I played it on master. I didn't play it on grandmaster. So yeah, the first was, time I, I ever like, played it was on knight, and then the and then this most recent playthrough I did it on master. Oh, just because nice. I knew more about the game, understood yeah. how it worked, and you know, I was like, okay. Second time through, I want the challenge. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, I didn't have time to play through it again for this podcast, but if I had, I was I was planning to to try Grandmaster. Maybe do it like a new game plus in Grandmaster would be. That could be fun. That'd be, mean, a good happy, that be that'd be a good happy medium. They have new game plus, right? Yeah. 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 yeah they have new. Here's the benefit. Here's the better part too. If if you go through a new game plus. You automatically unlock a red lightsaber crystal should you choose to use it, as well as an Inquisitor uniform. Just as oh, a little. Oh, nice. that's, cool. no, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I, yeah. I just love the Inquisitors in general. I think they're such a cool character to have. You know, such cool characters to have it in the Star Wars canon. That yeah, the, the when they added fifth, them, was it uh, in the Star Wars uh, Obi Wan series? Was it a yes. fifth fifth sister? Is that what she was? I can't I remember think which one. She yeah. she she was honestly the best part of that series to me. <laughs> Like that, that, that series, that, that long movie <laughs> um, <laughs> well, should have been a movie. Uh, it should. I mean, if you recall, we did the podcast, like for yeah. my re I re I watched the, for the second, for the rewatch, I watched the, the fan edit that turns it into like hour and 45 minute movie. And it's way better that way. Like far better <laughs> that way. Yeah, but she, she's like, it was just... she's the best thing in that to me. You know, I love the inquisitors. They're just cool in there. And I, and I enjoyed seeing them in this. I also like, <laughs> the way they did the planets, I mean, you get a you get a few new planets that I wasn't familiar with ever, and I'm mm-hmm. a pretty big Star Wars nerd. I feel like you know, oh, we, yeah. I don't think I, I think Zepho and all that was a brand new planet we never been to before. Zepho, Bogano, and Nur, I think, were the brand new planets they introduced. Okay, no, but yeah. that was nice. I mean, I was like, I, I appreciate. I mean, and also, I do appreciate that you go to Kashyyyk and you go to Dathomir. I mean, I oh, thought yeah. that was also good too. I mean. The yeah. Dathomir stuff is really good, where like especially with the Night Sister makes the comment about, well, yeah, some guy with lightsabers came here and killed everybody. I'm like, yeah, Grievous. <laughs> yeah, right. Not a Jedi, I do but, like yeah. that they right. I do like that they do bring that canon lore into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like especially with that with that aspect, and then Ilium, where they're mining out the planet to build the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like the fact that. They they managed to bring in that that pre existing lore as well as well as add to it. Yeah. So and, and the planets totally. themselves are breathtakingly gorgeous. Oh yeah. Especially in 4K. <laughs> and like I know people call this like a Metrovania type game too. Like I don't consider it just because it's not 2D. But I mean I, I know it has a Metrovania element. The fact that as you progress the game, he relearns abilities or you get new abilities and you can go and get chests and things you couldn't get before. I didn't really yeah. mess with that. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I, I oh, would I consider it, I'd consider it as much of a three. I mean, there's 3d Metroidvanias. I consider it to be a Metroidvania in the vein of like Metroid prime. Okay. But not the same, but not because the big, to me, the big thing that, you know, what makes, you know, Metroid and Metroidvania, but not uh clash of demon head. Right. Is that there are distinct levels that you go between. And this game is that, you know, you, you don't, oh, yeah. the worlds aren't connected, but it's, but then again, that's what the elevators are in super Metroid is they're yeah. essentially the same idea. There it doesn't feel it's, like that. Yeah. So it is, so it is kind of, so I, I think I'd call it, it's a, it's a light Metroidvania. It's a light, it's a bit of a souls, a bit of a Metroidvania. See, and I love the platforming aspect to it oh, because yeah. like it actually brings a sense of, okay, you need to maneuver around. It's not just going to be a predetermined path. 
it feels so good too. And we we're talking about it being a respawn game and, you know, Titanfall, that was like the big, big thing. Well, one of the two big things that was like a big draw in Titanfall one was the parkour wall running stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. this game is like the exact same feel, the yep. parkour wall running stuff. And some of it was actually challenging. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. And it's also that, good. Too. It was way more challenging than the combat. That's what I say. Like I say easy space Sekiro. The combat is way easier than Sekiro or, or Souls game. The platforming is difficult, but not in a way where like the platforming Metroid Prime is difficult because the game was made in 2001, 2002. <laughs> And it's just, you know, it they hadn't quite and plus it's oh also it's first person. Yeah, for first person platforming. Yeah. yeah, first person platforming is difficult because you can't see your feet very well, right? You can't see your yeah. body. So first form first person platforming works really well in VR. I've been playing the Assassin's Creed VR game and it actually works really well in that, you know, because you can mm-hmm. see your body, right? But third right, person you just turn your head. Right. But third person is is a good place for, for platforming. And this game, the platforming is very well done. It's hard, but it's hard on purpose. It's not hard like because it's it's badly designed, which is how normally 3D platforming is hard because of the design. Right. Or, or right, not yeah. even badly designed because of the constraints of the design, you know? Right. Like, Whereas in this case, you're right. It's hard because it's designed to be hard because if you're even <laughs> off by a couple of degrees on a jump, you're going to fall into a pit. Right. And now I was you have thinking, to respawn and, and with less health and, you know. I think in comparison, like Psychonauts, right? Is okay, third, yeah. It's third person and it has platforming, but it's just the era that it was made in and, and probably the budget and, and also the platforming is not the main focus. And so it doesn't feel as good, you know, but this, so when you die, a lot of time you die in Psychonauts and you're like, well, that was bullshit. In this game, you never feel like it was bullshit that you died. You died because you missed the jump. You died because you mistimed the, the wall run. Etc. Yep. Right? I know. How and what it was also great. You is, didn't double jump to get to an to to get to a wall that's running parallel to where you're at. <laughs> I did that too. And, and if I recall, like a lot of the the platforming puzzles that are like really hard, it just resets you at the beginning of the puzzle rather yep. than making you go it's, back to the bonfire. It's very friendly, and like yeah. we're talking about, like the whole Souls thing. Hey, at least this is a real jump and real platforming, unlike Dark Souls One, where like, hey, you want a platform? Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've done it, but I hate it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think Souls gave you like a dedicated jump button. In no, Soul. you had to um, like run, and then you could jump with it. But it was just yeah, a, it was a the, it, yeah. I it think it's good. Dark Dark Souls Three is when you finally got a dedicated jump button, and it's pressing in the right stick, which is like <laughs> that's that's not good. That's not useful. <laughs> or and so that is the reason I own Elite controllers, so I can bind those things to other. Oh, well, you, Dark Souls Three lets you rebind it. I I rebind jump oh, to the okay. A button. In Dark Souls Three specifically, rebind it to the A button because it's but yeah. Dark Souls One and Two, there is no dedicated jump button. But it's yeah, something doing running and then hitting. How do they even make games without dedicated jump buttons nowadays? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's you. You hold down sprint, and then when you let go of sprint while also pressing forward, you do a leap. And it may and there's you don't ever have to do it in Dark Souls One though. You it's mm-hmm. only for like shortcuts. But and still, but uh, but yeah, and secrets. So yes, the secrets, right? But this one, um, I was thinking like the the sliding puzzles. There's there's yeah. ones where you slide and those are they're hard. They're like they're like fair version of like the Battletoads speeder bike level, you know, where you're just <laughs> yes. like it's like it's rapid fire. You've got to do it. And there's some of them you're just you're not going to make it the first time. Pro- almost definitely. But right. it just resets you at the top of the ramp. It would be what a Souls game would do is it would put you back at the bonfire. And also you lost all your souls. Yes. Right. I and this one, it, it, it only puts you back at the bonfire then. And also what this game does 
which is really forgiving, is what Bloodborne does, which is where whoever killed you, well, Bloodborne, your souls land and then someone will pick them up and you have to go find the person that picked them up. I think this one, it's whoever killed you is holding them. And when you kill them, and no, you don't have to kill them. As soon as you hit them, you're, yeah, you fully, hit them. you're fully reset like you never died. Not only fully reset, it heals you. There are, cool. there are some fights where if you die due to like an environmental death, like even if oh, it's right. because of an enemy's move, your your experience or your essence will land on the ground. Right. And you can actually use that to your advantage because yes. then you go in, you can do what you need to against the enemy. And then the first time you need to use a stim, you just pick up your essence to heal yourself, saving yourself a stim. Yes, no, it's risky, but yes, that's exactly. It is risky on story that I didn't have that problem because on story they don't they take away that element completely. Oh, you really? Don't lose anything when you die? Yeah, lose anything when you die. Oh, yeah, that yeah, and I think nice. that's, I never that's, saw this. That's I know what you're talking about, because but... I think losing things when you die is one of the big things people don't like about Souls games. Yes, so I, I get that. Yeah, right. No, I mean, I, I just appreciate the fact that this game had options to give people what the, you know to let people play different ways, like to let a guy like me who just wants to play through a story of a game and move on to the next game. And it lets me do it that way. And then also for you guys that like more challenge, it gives you that option too. Well, yeah, I, I don't think, so I don't think respawn intended to make it to where it was only a select group of people that were really going to be able to appreciate the work that they put in. Like Cause they put in a lot of work into each of the planets. Like, like Zepho is, it's huge. Like it is enormous, and for for people to not be able to see all that would have been a shame. I think the game wanted me to go back there at one point because they make a comment, like, "Oh, there's another tomb we found." I'm like, "That's nice. That's not oh, part yeah. of my story." <laughs> well, it, there's like there's there's a lot more to explore. Like there's a ven- there's a crashed venator that you can go through. Okay, I think that that I had to do for story. Pretty no, sure. I don't think that one was required. Oh, there was one that I went through for sure for part of the game. That's a different planet. I don't remember which planets are which, but I do like the fact that we have the crash venators. I liked, I like the whole idea that he's been, so I was thinking about this and I wanted to bring it up to you guys earlier, but then I forgot like that mm. is that he was a child when he crashed on that planet. Wasn't he that where he's working? He was at? a planet. He was a Padawan. Yeah. When he, cla- yeah. When he crashed on yeah, like nobody wanted like, Oh, Hey kid, you want a job? Here you go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that... you do what you have to to survive. No, I know. I just thought it was just funny. I'm like, that didn't, you know, make people wonder. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, like, for... um, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. You go. You go. So for him to be able to survive at the age, because uh, a lot of people are estimating he was like 12, 13 years old at that point. For him to be able to survive without any adult supervision in what is one of the most chaotic periods of Star Wars history. Like, and, and that w- a chaotic period that becomes an oppressive period nonetheless. For him to be able to survive just just really is an attribute. Like it, it's it's an attribute and and a huge accomplishment for Cal. Yeah, which yeah. is one of the great things that I love about his character is he's not some whiny little brat. Yeah, like he's totally. not a whiny brat growing up on a moisture farm. You know? Like, no, no. Which is nice. I, I am through some shit. I have one issue with Cal. It's completely a personal issue. I do not like that actor's face for some reason. Oh, I love Cameron Monaghan. <laughs> he's a great actor. Well, I don't like him in here because all I see is the Joker from Gotham, even though I know he's not really the Joker, and that's a whole other right. conversation. But, oh, that's right. He does. He does play it, that. I don't know. Gotham. It's some. I mean, he's a great actor. He does a great <laughs> job in this. There is just something well, about him as a Jedi that I just don't like. But that's not. That's oh, not he. His. It gets way better in Survivor. Okay. But like, I will say this. I will say this. The the voice acting and the fact that they did use that, like, especially with the the major humanoid characters. They used them for the motion capture. 
like Seer, Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. They, that's actually her face. And then like Grease, the, the the actor who did him, you can actually see that that's his facial expressions. That's cool. They did a really good job with all that type of stuff. Like they everything really is well done in here. I just, I don't know what it was about him, but I just don't like seeing him as, I don't know. It's just something about it that just rubbed me the wrong way in this. And I was just like, well, eh. this I will spoil for you for Survivor because it's not really as much of a spoiler. You can change his facial hair and hair so he looks less oh, yeah, Cameron Monaghan ish. I already so, saw all that. So, yeah. But like, I like him as an actor, especially in this game. Because if they ever wanted to do like a like an actual TV series or like a mini web series or something like that, they actually it they don't have to do a ton of extra work then. Like they can just p- drop him in or even as a cameo, drop him in. Yeah, because it's and actor. exactly. So I, so like I appreciate that, they that did fact that. too. Like I'm I look forward that we get one more game and, and we get a trilogy and then it wraps it up that he's somehow <clears throat> in the canon, like you know, he's not a, you know, there's a reason where he is during the events of yeah. Yeah, Star Wars. That's, See, that is, like that that is kind of the issue with any of these games. It's like, where are all these Jedi? <laughs> where I still want to know where Ahsoka was during the, during the time of Luke and everything, but I mean, Hiding. Yeah. Mm. But like, group. but like, it, it's what I actually, and it's funny because I actually saw a meme about this the other day uh, on the Jedi Survivor Reddit where. It was uh, it it started off where it was like Obi-Wan and Yoda in hiding to not draw attention from the Empire. And then underneath it has a gif where, uh, of, of two guys dancing in an ice in like a roller skating rink. Oh. And it says <laughs> Cal and BD committing terrorist acts across the galaxy. Yeah, with his <laughs> like, lightsaber out like every like there just would be stories of like a Jedi one like. Like in A New Hope, people talk about the Jedi like they're a myth of legend from a thousand <laughs> years ago. And meanwhile, throughout the throughout this time, Cal Kestis run around with a lightsaber, like murdering thousands of stormtroopers. See, I would yes. really like them to like just just give a nod to the game in like a show or a movie. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think they have. Gosh, what 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 was it that they wasn't there like? Cal Kestis's lightsaber hilt or something like in the background in uh, Andor or something. Am I, what am I thinking of? That junk shop, the the uh, antique store that the spy master guy, his front was running the antique store in Andor. I don't remember there. Be, I remember, know there was there a Kotor reference. It was a Kotor reference. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. It was a Kotor but, reference of the rock rocketons or whatever the hell they are. Yeah, I would love to see them do like a just just a quick nod to to the Jedi series. Where, you know, even if he's just mentioned or like you see like a wanted poster or something like that, you know, like that, that would be amazing. And that would really just because what that would do then is solidify that, that yes, this is it happening in this universe. I think after it finishes, we might get more stuff. Like when, th- you know, mm-hmm. if they do a trilogy, they wrap it up and they put away the character. I think then we'll get stuff. Well, and I know one of the things that they're talking about, like if, if it follows the same timeline, because, you know, Fallen Order takes place five years after episode three. Survivor takes place five years after that. So oh, there's a good nice. chance. There's a good chance that that the third game takes place like takes place nine years before the Battle of Yavin, which puts it right in the Obi-Wan time frame. Okay, I'm all yeah. right with that. So we could even get a like a an Ewan McGregor cameo in the third one, for all we know. <laughs> that would be cool. But like, I, I oh, look forward to. I, I'm games. sorry, I figured out what I was talking about. Yes. It was from The Force Unleashed. In ah. his in his antique store, he has armor. He has Star Killer's armor from The Force oh. Unleashed, which okay, is not cool. even canon, which is hilarious. Yeah, no. and he had he has uh he also has something from Star Wars Rebels in there. 
Yeah. Like one all the, the voice the actors, all the oh, actors yeah, did a great job. All of them, yeah. including Forrest Whitaker, who I was not expecting to be able to pull off, pull off voiceover work like he did. No, he did a good job. He did. He really did. And I do like that they tied his character into it as well. A much younger Saw Gerrera. <laughs> I but... appreciate seeing him throughout because he's in so much of the fucking canon now. Oh, he's yeah. In Rebels. He's in Clone War. He's in like he's Rogue One. He's constantly showing up since his appearance in Rogue One. And yeah. I appreciate yep. that. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a character that you can build around that can tell an interesting story, especially down the line where, you know, because it could just be him super old played by Forrest Whitaker, who's recounting the things he did to fight against the Empire, the the contributions he made to their downfall. Well, up to Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I talked about this on our Rogue One episode. There's a Saw Gerrera was obviously in the original version that got cut to shreds. A lot mm-hmm. more, a lot more. And so his he it's really a his his time in the in the in that movie is like really cut short. And so that's why it's really just waiting for to be like expanded on in something like this. Yeah. Me. I mean he's I mean you can see like if you watch Rebels and you watch other stuff, you see how much he changes by that point. Like when you're getting closer to Rogue One, like he's he's lost it. Like you can really see it throughout other iterations. Well, because yeah, like, like what that. we know when he doesn't is that he's fighting a losing battle. Yes. Like, we all know that. He doesn't, obviously. But he, it, it really shows it's a real it's really a testament to him not giving up the fight, no matter how much he's getting beat up and bashed and battered. Yeah. So to, to see him in prime fighting form in this is amazing. And just the way you're introduced to him, where he, he climbs on your ATAT mm-hmm. that you stole. That was great. That was that fun was a too. great scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. That was I like how you scene. climb up the fucking weeds on it. That was awesome. Yeah. Yes. So cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it, and and like it, it's one of those things that every Star Wars fan wants to be in the cockpit of an ad ad at some point, And this gives it to you. Yeah. Or there's a lot of things you wanted. I mean, you get it, it, you... I, wait, am I thinking of the, the ATST or is it do you get in an ATAT also? You get an, you get an ATAT. Oh, OK. Yeah. It's been a while. I'm sorry. Because you, you, you start the, the on one leg, fight. work your way all the way around That's under right. the head, and then up the side. That's right. Yeah, that that was fun. Yeah, murder them. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like having Dathomir in here. This is, I think, one of our first. This is our first time ever getting to go to Dathomir in a video game. I'm pretty sure. Incorrect. So the original, so Star Wars Galaxies. You Dathomir oh. was a planet that you went to. Okay, yeah. the online one that died. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it, the only reason it died is because they tried to make it too much. Like, wow. Well, I think also because of the change in the license is a big thing. Yeah, I, can, well, I think it was change... still it was pretty popular even when it fell. Like yeah. I think, with, well, I don't know. It probably just wasn't. Nothing could get to Wow. Nothing could get on Wow. But I think it was when no. Disney bought them that that's what really killed it. Probably. No, this but, is actually before oh, Disney before. bought it them. It was before. You're right. Um, it was so before. the original iteration of Star Wars Galaxies was by far one of the best ones out there. It was very grindy, but it it had its appeal. Because and then they you came couldn't out. be a Jedi unless you did like an esoteric thing that you had to, that the community had to no, figure even out. That, you, yeah, yeah, it was called holocron grinding. So I'm going to kind of get back, get on my nerd historian soapbox here. So yeah, it was you had to do holocron, holocron grinding where you had to level up three particular classes that you didn't know about. You just had to level them all up, and you had only had so much XP to work with. So you would grind up a class if that was one of them. You would, and what is, you what is, wasn't one of the classes like dancer or something? No, or, or like bar. No, or you didn't. Like no, 
you didn't know what classes it was because it was unique for each character. Oh, wow. I didn't so, realize that. Yeah. And you couldn't transfer XP from class to class. So if you didn't, if you didn't get like, if you didn't like if it wasn't one of the classes, you had to dump that class and grind up a whole nother one. Well, holocrons were able to give you XP. So and it took you a while to get them. And so that was in the original base iteration. But then also there were ranks to being a Jedi. So as you grew up, grew through the ranks of being a Jedi. Oh, and the, and if you died as a Jedi, it was permanent. You lost right. that character. And there were like um, bounty. There were bounty hunters, like people would like have bounties on the Jedi on their server. Exactly. So yeah. uh, eventually they revamped it to what what they called the combat upgrade. Like you did no longer work. Did you have to holocron grind? They they made it so each class had something to provide to to the combat experience. And Jedi now just had you you just had to do certain things to unlock your force sensitivity. And then you would, part of which was going to Dathomir. And then after combat upgrade, which it was right around the time of episode three coming out, it was shortly after I would say they did what was called the new game enhancements, where they made it. They stripped the game down from like it's 50 classes down to nine. They streamlined the experience and everybody could become a Jedi. Yeah, like it wasn't one of the starting classes, but any class could become a Jedi, right? Yep. Well, no, yeah. Jedi was a starting class. Oh, was it? OK, so I remember being in grad school. It was like 2006. And my favorite professor, she was like um, she had married this like old hippie. It was like yeah. really weird because she's like the she's now one of the deans of the college. But like her husband was just this like old hippie who never like went to college or anything. And he and he just like stayed home and played video games and was like a stay at home dad for their kid. And he like he found out I was a Star Wars fan and he cornered me for like an hour. He was also really high. So he's like, <laughs> just he was just like super high. He like actually he went back. Oh, he went back to an apartment with us and smoked pot. Grad school is crazy. But he was like high and just like ranting about how they had just they had ruined Star Wars Galaxies because of this revamp. And yeah, it was like 2006, 2005, yep. 2006, I think. Yeah. So that that gives me. Yeah, that's the time. Frame. He was just like because he was like he had become a Jedi, you know, in the old version. And he was like yep. pissed well, how they had even becoming a Jedi in the in the combat upgrade was no small feat. Like it yeah. was doable, but it was one of those that that could be done by anybody if they just right. put it in enough you, time. You could, and you could look up a walkthrough in the combat version, yeah, whereas the old exactly. one was just like a mystery. But it, it, it was years of grinding. It's like realistic, you know, but also mm -hmm. like sometimes games need to balance between realism and fun. Yeah. Yeah. But. But yeah, no, I that's that's really cool. But that, um, that's I was, why I, Star Wars Galaxies died. Yeah, was because. But that was also thing. the first place we got to go to Dathomir as a planet. Yeah, but also WoW came out in two, uh, the fall of two thousand four, so there's that. Yeah, well, yeah. WoW killed a lot of MMOs out there. Well, um, yeah, I mean WoW. I mean, I think technically EverQuest still exists. Yeah, <laughs> EverQuest, well, EverQuest one predates and two. WoW. If oh, it I wasn't know, for I, EverQuest, EverQuest, WoW wouldn't be the way it was. It, yeah, no, it, I yeah, played EverQuest in high school in the late '90s. Like I was mm -hmm. super into. Ever I played it all through high school and into college. Well, then, EverQuest yeah. set the tone, but that yeah, but Dathomir that was that was the the first game that Dathomir was really a thing was was really a planet you could go to. Otherwise, it was just hinted at in the in the lore at you know throughout all the expanded universe. Yeah, yeah like the uh, Clone Wars. Then where we get it, what's in the first thing in canon now? Courtship of yeah. Princess. The courtship of Princess. Courtship of Princess Leia is set entirely on Dathomir. 
after yeah. the first like two chapters. Like, I feel like starting, that book has been referenced on this podcast multiple I've times. I've said it a bunch. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I know I recognize that name. It was one of my fa- <laughs> it's one of my favorite like standalone Star Wars books. It's not part of a trilogy or anything. It's it's perfect timing because it's set like three years after like two years after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. It's where it's where Leia and Han get engaged at the end of it. Or married? Yep. Or? I think they just get engaged at the end of it. But yeah. But I do love the aesthetics of Dathomir because it's like it is a it's one of those mystical planets and the mm-hmm. way that they presented it as just this very barbaric but mystical place just it was amazingly well it gave you those vibes it is it's it it lives big in like the imagination because we know that rankers are from there we know yep. that there's these force witches who are not sith and not jedi there's something else is from there we know that what darth maul was from there Yep, yep. the, right. the uh, Zabrax. Right, and so we've got like these, we've got like all these like interesting things in Star Wars that come from there. So it's like so much of a, it's it's such a, yeah, it just lives big in the imagination of Star Wars fans. And to be able to and go I, there is pretty cool. I think Respawn hit the nail on the head because like you go there in Star Wars Galaxies and it's very desolate. It's very, it's like, it's like Tatooine with, with half a sun. But you go there in this game, and it's a completely different vibe, and I think this vibe suits it. Yeah, it does. Because it, it feels dangerous. Now, was it already set up in the canon that the all that the men have like gone insane and like become yes. like zombie? Uh, not zombies yeah, exactly. The but, women ruled that society. The knights, the night sisters of Dathomir, ruled that society. Right, and the men were just there for for sex. I guess they're like mindless <laughs> sex. Pretty zombies. much. <laughs> The thing is, the women women were the ones that had the mystical powers. Right, right, exactly. So and Darth, that's what Darth Maul is like special is that he's a force sensitive male, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. But the knights, the so the the knights just don't exactly command the force, um, and you find that through Marin, who that that is my girl crush. Like, I, oh, so Marin is amazing. So Marin's uh, not just, using a version of the force. She's not like no, just fine. She's using no, a different force. type of thing. Oh, I thought it was. I thought she was accessing the force, but from a different manner. No, she's oh. using just straight up magic, and that voice just oh, oh my god. Oh yeah, she's oh. awesome. Yeah, but yeah, but but like so, it. So the magic, the Dathomir magic, is not related to the force. No. Oh. It can be taught to people, uh, hence why uh, Talon Malikos, you know, extorted them. But right. like it, but it's not directly connected to the force. Huh. Well, I didn't. I didn't so, realize that. Yeah, I always kind of yeah. figured the death and mirror magic was just. I know in the old EU it was definitely the Force. Like yeah, it was just that this it. is like a this Some is point. like a this is a third way to access the Force, and it's not necessarily light or dark depending on how it's just like. Maybe, the force I mean, it really depends on your interpretation of the Force, though, because remember what re- remember what how Obi Wan and Yoda describe it as an energy field that penetrates and binds the galaxy to that penetrates everything and right. binds the galaxy together. So I mean, in in essence, it could be like an aspect of the Force. But the Night Sisters wield it in a different way. Like well, they right, right, exactly, sell. right, exactly. But I still kind of think of it as the Force for my, for my own head canon. But they're accessing it through a completely different manner, through like spells and yeah. stuff. But okay, as opposed to like channeling it through midichlorians, which was the biggest mistake that George Lucas ever made. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, it was the the number one biggest mistake he ever made ever. 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 It's just how many of these like, little thingies you got in your blood. Right, right. Uh, Forget the fact that episode episode six was not the way that he originally envisioned it. Yeah. 
Uh, one of my confused like in this game, I couldn't I couldn't remember a lot. I when we first go to Dathomir, I remembered the Wanderer, but I thought it was the same guy that you're tracking down this whole time, not a different fallen Jedi. Right. I couldn't remember. I was like, oh, is this the same? Like, is this the same guy? But now he's gone insane you're, after you're all these about, years. God, what is his name? Did they ever say his name? They say both their names. But I don't remember either one, but yeah, both of them have names. I just can't remember what they are. I just it was just kind of interesting. Like you have like, this random like Jedi who fell and then he's just working with the Dathomir, you know, the Dathomir witch. And I, I like that she's the only survivor. I think that's all really good. And I know she's in Jedi yeah. Survivor too, but I don't want to yeah. know anything about it, but I know she's in it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we won't spoilers for that. I haven't beaten that game either yet, so I was... Of course, I, was, I won't give you a reason I, to... I was playing about... Year, maybe. Yeah, I was like halfway through it, maybe. Maybe not even halfway through it when um, Tears of the Kingdom came out, and I just never got... And I, I dropped it for Tears of the Kingdom and just never went back to it, because Tears of the Kingdom went to Final Fantasy 16, went to Diablo 4, went to Baldur's Gate 3, <laughs> went, to, you know, went to Starfield, and so on. <laughs> so I just haven't got... <laughs> and now, which which went to Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which went to Cyberpunk. So, But uh, but yeah, when, when is it in the game that you do the flashback where you meet your, uh, where you get to see like the, the Order 66 go down, where you have the flashback with your your Is that your when master. you're in the, the la- one of the last temples or the Dathomir? It is or? one of the last temples, yes. Okay. Yeah, was it, was it, gosh, was it in Ilum maybe or Kujet's Tomb? I think it's Kujet's Oh, wait, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I can't really remember. Neither do I, I just got done playing the game like two weeks ago. I don't remember either. Yeah, I'd see, and it's been it's been over a year since I played it. But yeah, that was like one of my favorite scenes in the entire game was him, his, you know, it's where you learn double jump, right? Basically, you relearn double uh, the jump. The Tuma Kujet then. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's, that's where it. you learned your force abilities was in those two. Yes. Yeah. Well, so I shouldn't like, even say learned your force abilities. You relearned them. Yeah, so that's on that's on Dathomir. That's before you go to Ilum. But yeah. yeah, you're 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 like you have the flashback where you're training as like a Padawan. You're like 11 or 12 years old, and then Order yep. 66 goes down, and your master like defends you and like gives you his lightsaber before he you know gets sent off. And that scene, man, that like brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, like, that was so well done. It really reminds me. What reminded me of it is like probably the best scene in that. Uh, Obi-Wan series when it flashes back to Order 66 and that and you get the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the guy that played Jar Jar Binks is playing a Jedi Knight trying to oh, protect the Padawans yeah and that was like the best one of the best scenes in Obi-Wan that's not in Obi-Wan that's in Mandalorian oh, is, that in, is that in Mandalorian season yeah because it was with Grogu oh yeah. right yeah, I no, just love how I don't think it was right. in it there, but the internet yeah. made a vi- music video that was yes, holding out for a hero. hero. Yeah, holding out for a hero. Yes, that was so good. <laughs> what I love, you know, I just want to real fast segue or sidetrack. Holding out for a hero, right? It's always done to these amazing montages. <laughs> but do y'all remember the original time that that what that song was written for and the scene that it was for? No, no. it was Footloose when they're <laughs> playing chicken with tractors. And so they're on tractors going like 15 miles an hour at each other playing chicken and it's playing that song. Wow. I've <laughs> never seen Footloose. That's what it's for. It is the most ridiculous scene because they're trying to like make this big gravitas. And it's like Kevin Bacon sitting on a tractor that you could easily outrun on foot. And he's like downshifting. Like that, you know, and then the other guy like, you know swerves at the last second and he's like yeah everybody's cheering for him as it's playing like ah. it's like 
so stupid. It's been, it's been used in so many other like homages, like the the end of Shrek Two. It's like I love that scene in the, when he's using the end of Shrek Two, and it's uh what Angela Lansbury singing it. That's so good. But but anyway, I'm sorry. I just was thinking about that's that. Just, I didn't, never knew that's where it originally came from. It was made. I mean, I'm pretty sure the song was written for that movie. It was on the soundtrack for Footloose. And it was, yeah, it's it's the dumbest scene. One of the dumbest scenes in a truly stupid, bad movie. Footloose is fucking garbage. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I've like, never we, seen We had such low standards for movies in the 80s. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's good ones. There's good ones. There's Jaws and, you know, so on and, you know, Return of the Jedi and so on. But still, it's the 80s. Is not a good what do you expect? Like, yeah. they were, you were coming out of the biggest drug use era <laughs> up to that point. Yeah, everybody, everybody was wrong. like, all those like hippies were now like in their 50s and burned out. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's a town where no one can dance. Kept making dances. Right. <laughs> oh, any, anyway, I'm sorry. So, uh, yes, oh, yes. Good. I like the flashback to order. Anytime I get to see a flashback to order 66 and see, see some Jedi, not just get massacred like children Yeah, because in freaking like seriously in uh, attack of the clones, other than Obi-Wan, no, not even Obi-Wan other than Yoda. The only person who even somewhat puts up a fight, like they're actually a Jedi is George Lucas's son. His like 12 year old son is he, he's the only one who seems to actually be able to handle himself at all against some fucking clone troopers. Was that the one that uh, was on the pl- landing platform? Yeah, right saves, by... yeah, that's his son. That's George Lucas's son. Saves, oh, saves, wow. Jimmy, saves Jimmy Smith's takes out like five clone troopers. Yeah. And if, if he wasn't trying to save Jimmy Smith's, he would have fucking gotten away and been Cal Kestis <laughs> but because, he, because he had to, he had to save Bell Organa so that the, so that the, the timeline could be secure, and so he had to die as a canon of it. I don't think they would have killed Bail Organa, though, would they? Because he was a senator. Oh, they, they would were because he was sympathizing. Yeah, no, they were oh, they yeah. were sent to arrest him when he ran. They started shooting at him. So yeah, they were going to kill him. See, I try to forget that movie because I don't like that movie. So. Oh, that's one of the outside of like Empire. Clearly, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's kind of like unrealistic that he was alive at the beginning of A New Hope because <laughs> that's the kind of that's the guy that the Emperor would have had assassinated like immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh god! Like yeah. oh, this guy's—if anyone's going to start a resistance, it's the king of Alderaan. <laughs> I remember when we did New Hope, and I remember asking, "Like, oh, where's Bail Organa?" You're like, "He's on that planet." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he was he's on the one that got there blown up. And there, he's Stardust now. He's everywhere. Right. <laughs> uh, another thing I, I want to bring up with this game too, like when you got the Order Sixty Six stuff, that was good. I also liked that we get a we get our first ever oh God. What the hell is that race? Uh, Lyset, Lyset. Yeah. Oh, for Grease? Yes. Yeah, because we don't. Oh, were, yes. I mean, that race wasn't introduced until Rebels, so it's nice to see another another character of that race. Are you talking about the uh, the pilot? Yeah. No, the Jedi. Oh, the Jedi. Oh, the, Jedi. Okay. the Jedi that chained Cal. Whatever he's called, a Lysetter. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Jaltaparo. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's from. I mean, the Lysetter were first introduced in Rebels with God. What the fuck is his name? I know this. I can't think of his name. I just watched Rebels not that long ago too. Yeah. Again. Well, that guy. People, people know what I'm talking about. Are yelling at me currently? That guy. And yes, <laughs> I appreciate that they brought that they had a Lyset Jedi for the first time, or whatever that race is. Like that was just nice to me, right? And I really appreciated that. I, I do like how there's a Final Fantasy IV moment in here where Eno Cordova. No, 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 that's not. No, Eno Cordova is. Never mind. Forget that. Yeah, that was Sears' mentor. That's that's her mentor. I'm trying to figure remember his name. I cannot remember Cal's master's name. Gerald Paul. Oh, to Paul, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's only on his lightsaber parts. That's right. 
But yeah, like that's another thing I really love about this game, customizing your lightsaber and you actually see it like that in the game. Yes. Oh, I love that. And now I remember what you're talking about. The what's his name? Is it Zeb on Rebels? I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched Rebels. Like it's one of those that I should probably go back and rewatch. So yeah, so Zeb is your like stand in for like a Wookiee. He's your big guy that can pick up stormtroopers and throw them into bulkheads and so on in uh, Rebels. Can't believe I forgot his name was Zeb. Yeah, it's what? it's a uh, Goro Zeb, Gara Zeb, Gara Zeb. Yeah, but I've watched a lot of Rebels. I actually I know. own a Disney Infinity <laughs> toy of Zeb somewhere around here. Yeah, it's a cool. Lasats are cool looking, and having one as a Jedi that goes into what I was talking about the other day. It's only in the video games and the cartoons that we really get to see like some like non-standard. I mean, they're humanoid, but you know, if he was in a movie, you if he, he'd either be CG or he definitely be CG, or if he isn't CG. It'd have to be like a big, you know, big guy, like what's his name that played Darth Vader? Oh, or, uh, David Prowse. Yeah, it'd be like David Prowse or, or uh, God, I had the name of the guy that played Chewbacca in my head and I lost it as soon as you said David Prowse. Peter Mayhew? But yeah, no, Peter right. Mayhew. You'd have to have like yeah. a Peter Mayhew or a, a, a David Prowse. Or, now you'd, you'd have, you know what? You would have a Batista playing probably. Oh, yeah. Probably big, tall, yeah. or, or the like rock. muscular. Yeah. Batista I, I, or, or Batista. Have, oh, you could, you could, you could just have him, those two and John Cena all play a race of Lissettes. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I, I could totally see like a just a funny like cut a, like a funny little like Easter egg thing where John Cena, Batista, and The Rock all like walk by as Lissettes. <laughs> they they shoulder they shoulder you know Cassie and Andor out of the way as they're walking by. You know, <laughs> they wouldn't though because The Rock uh, doesn't like to share the spotlight with other wrestlers. So. No, he really doesn't. He's kind, like, of, the one he's kind of famously he made, a secret asshole. So. The one exception he made was with his distant cousin, Roman Reigns, in one of the Fast movies. Yes, yeah. Like, But that's because like, they're actually related by marriage. So Yeah, the, the Rock, I think, is one of the people who's done, he's been the best at hiding that he's kind of an asshole in real life. <laughs> yeah. And de- definite, definitely... Uh, there's no universe where he didn't vote for Trump. But anyway, no. that's all I'm going to say. But I'm going to stop dismissing The Rock. I probably just lost you 50 subscribers. I um, <laughs> Anyone who listens to the show at cool, this point, they know what they're getting inside. He'd be a cool Lasat, though. But yeah, I love that training sequence. And him, yeah, when he when he gives you the lightsaber. and oh, After he's been shot like 70 times. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's like so good. Like, it's like seriously. It's, yeah. His block meter ran out. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. He ran out of stamina. Right. Gotta, but I, and I do like that they brought that into the game, showing that Jedi can't sit there and keep it up forever. Right. This isn't the prequels where they're just twirling around endlessly, yeah. like just easy. Well, I, I'm sorry, the first two prequels where they're just, or I guess just the just the first one, right? Because I, mean, I want to say, like, a few of them get murked in the Battle of Geonosis. Yeah, oh, yeah. a decent amount in that. And they, and they just, like, all get their shit ruined in, uh, in Revenge of the Sith, but... Oh yeah. Except, again, except for George Lucas's son and 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 Yoda, who's just fucking stone cold. No, he's not stone cold. I'm sorry. He goes like savage beast and is like leaping on clone troopers' chest and burying his lightsabers in their throats and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's man, God, they they God, I hate how they treated Yoda in those movies. Ugh. You are okay. right, Carrie. I looked up the Footloose holding out for a hero. It's a yeah. <laughs> God, this is stupid. Just a very <laughs> slow game of chicken on tractors. And I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but it's really funny. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's ironically funny. funny, is what yeah. it is. Yeah, it, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be, but it is very much so. Oh my god, this is so stupid. I'm just watching, the two tractors are coming towards each other, people are cheering and running alongside, and 
They're just slowly going towards each other. This is so stupid. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. I never knew that's where that song came from, but okay. That's a great song, but this is fucking terrible. It's trying to make it look epic too, like sh- like you said, he's shifting gears and everything. Oh my god, so fucking stupid. All right, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what? I mean, because I didn't believe. I'm like, I was like, okay, I'm curious now, and I'm like, wow, this is worse than he described it. So <laughs> words yeah. can only do it so much. Can, can only do so much to prep you for that scene. Go look it up, people who are listening to the episode who didn't know that existed, like me. It, it's <laughs> worth looking up on YouTube, and, and then why you got you got it. That's why you got to have old people like me on the podcast so I can talk about the 80s. I, I was alive in 87 and then on. I, just <laughs> I mean, didn't... I was born in 84, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm 83. So, yeah, I'm not that much older. I just don't right. watch. I didn't watch a lot of 80s. I've, like, I've never seen Goonies. God. I've never seen a lot of 80s movies that I probably you, Okay, you need to fix your life right now, Mike. I know. After, I need to after we're done recording, you need to go and watch the Goonies. I'm not going okay? to, but I know I need to. I'm going to save it for when I record the... about it at some point. Okay, well, Carrie, just be ready because when he <laughs> when he when he does watch it, I have a feeling Mike's going to be running around for like two weeks after. Hey, you guys! I don't think I'm going to like Goonies, but that's fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. If you you don't want to have me on a Goonies episode because I, I I <laughs> that kidding. is one that I didn't see till I was like in my late twenties and I fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably have loved it if I. Yeah, I probably would have loved gems. Oh, Big Trouble yeah. in Little China. Yeah. I love Big Trouble Little China, by the way. It's a great movie. Speaking speaking of of that stuff of the eighties, all that I was I wanted to correct one thing I said earlier about Andor. I mentioned the the Star Wars Force Unleashed cameo. Uh, there are like five thousand things like that in that show. It is Andor is filled to the fucking gills with them. And every time they go to the antique shop, you see new stuff. There's like seven Force Awakens references. There's a freaking Kali stones from Temple of Doom in the background oh, in that cool. shop. Not to mention cool. Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones whip. There's a Sith holocron and a Jedi holocron sitting side by side on a shelf. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff, but no references to this game. Oddly enough, no, it's cool. thought, right, too, I don't that, know what. Uh, well, you would have thought one of them would have been wearing his poncho, one of his mini ponchos that you unlock. <laughs> we we should mention that, by the way, that this game has so many unlockables, and almost all of them are purely cosmetic. Oh, absolutely! Like you do have uh, health sims that are unlockable. Yeah, um, and then and, like and, and health for, and force, force upgrades. Right, but most of what you're finding in chest are a new poncho. Or a new like little piece to put on your lightsaber that just makes it look pretty. But my favorite pales compared to Survivor, where you're finding hair styles. Yes. Like ah, yes, you're... in this chest, I found a mullet. Right. I I kind of wish that we would have had some Zelda moments when like Cal is opening those chests and finding oh. like hair and beards, you know. Yes, and have him hold it above his head. It's like a, a little like floating, rotating like 3D model of a of a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> just floating <laughs> above his hands. Or it's just his head with a mullet. You yes. know? Oh, I, I want it disembodied. I just want the hair floating in space right. empty. <laughs> I will say one of the most worthless upgrades in Fallen Order is mantis colors. Yeah, because you so. don't even see the mantis that much. No, you don't. And to be honest, oh, right, I'm not yeah. a huge fan of the mantis. Like, it's, even my seven-year-old son watching me play this game was like, Daddy, how does that ship work? <laughs> because I don't know. it shouldn't. Like, number one, the fin is way too big. Yeah. It's a liability on that ship. What purpose does it serve? None. None. It's it, like it, the it, S-foils on the <gasps> Arc 170 in uh, in Episode th- uh, 3. The, the clone troop, the clone starfighter. Yes, yes. It's yes. like the S-foils on there. 
or the S foils on the Jedi star on the uh, Actus Two interceptor that the that the Jedi fly in Episode Three. They're useless. See, I think the Mantis looks really cool. It's just dumb. It's just, but big. it looks. I think it looks neat. Like I really like the look of it, the aesthetic of it, and I do like getting some of the like I like um, getting the uh, the like all like chrome version. Okay, it's like, it's like I'll give black, you that. The like all black, version was pretty dope. It's like black, but chrome. like the the big fin really just doesn't do it for well, me. And, like and the way it, and the way it rotates, it's like why? Why does it rotate? What right. is the purpose of it rotating? <laughs> right, exactly. Cool. You know what? Uh, you know what it reminds insane. me of? Go ahead. It reminds me of a B wing. But here's the thing: a B wing's S foils were actually practical because it spread out the weapons and put yeah. it into a more sleek design when it wasn't uh, when it wasn't in combat. You yeah. know, and that's why that's I say. That's why I say the S foils on the Arc 170 clone fighter and the Actus 2 interceptor don't do anything. You're in space, so there's no drag that the S foils would really do anything to. Right, and to, there's no gun. Uh, there's no gun pointed uh, posted on the top of the fin, so it's not doing anything there. Right. You just have an like, engine on the small fin. Right, which you could take and just mount to the top. Right, or anywhere. Like, like the I think the Mantis, like aesthetically, it works as far as the body goes. The interior could have been way bigger. I'm, a, you know, that was a bit kind of a gripe of mine. But like, like, th- is it cool-ish? Like, but like, a lot of it's just useless. Yeah, I was like, I have a, I have a model, I have a Lego behind me, a Lego model behind me of a ship that I don't know what it's from. It's like a Star Wars Lego set, and it has like big fins on it, but they're like tucked in against the body in a way that's like, well, that would still, those might be useless, but they wouldn't be a liability. Like they're bare, right. you know, I can't remember what, what ship it is, but it's like three, it has like three like big fins. Was it the, is it the Imperial shuttle? No. Hmm. But either way, the, the, the big fin on the Mantis is pointless and it doesn't even look like a Mantis. But then again, the Millennium Falcon doesn't look like a Falcon. So I was thinking about it. I was like, you have the, you have the Ebon Hawk in KOTOR and it looks like somebody like took a Millennium Falcon like Lego set and rearranged the pieces a little bit. Yep, and you have the uh, dash the the outrider. Is that J- Dash Rendar's ship? Yeah, that yeah, that's Dash Rendar. That's that's again, that's just another that's just another version of Millennium Falcon. And so I guess this time they're like, all right, well we've got to make a new ship that actually looks like it's not just another Millennium Falcon. And so right. they just designed something completely just bizarre and not at all Millennium Falcon. Right, and then just threw a giant ass fin on top and said, yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not. The- but, you know, we haven't talked about the best character in this game. Grease? Oh, BD-1! Oh, I mean, he's all right. I love that. No. I like that I love, little droid yeah, a lot. Yeah, love, BD, love BD-1. BD-1 is awesome. He's one of those characters that steals the spotlight, even though he wasn't intended to. Droids are just fun in Star Wars, no matter what. So I will say this, though. When you get captured and put in a jail, I miss the fuck out of BD-1. Oh, yeah, you do. Same. He's the one who heals you. And no map, right. nothing. No map, yeah. no heels, no chirps. I'm like, I miss my little buddy. I miss my lightsaber too, but I'll miss my little buddy. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like he's that. um he he is well, you were saying like we all love a little droid. Like I was thinking of who he reminds me of is in the worst Star Wars movie ever, that little one that talks. They look very similar. They're different, but they have like a similar vibe to me in terms of their look. You're talking about the little green guy <laughs> from Rise of Skywalker, right? Yes. I have him on my but, floor somewhere. But oh, yeah, Babu Frick. No, 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 not Babu Frick. He's talking uh, about the droid, the little green the droid. droid that has a wheel. He's like, where they like they go to touch him, he's like, no, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, him. 
Yeah, him. we were talking about that I'm on about the podcast. Say, don't you be that. talking bad about Babu Frank? He was like the saving grace of that movie. Yeah, yeah. No, this this little you guy is Frick. too. I think. Yeah, Babu Frick's. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Babu Frick. Yeah, but no, like like BD One is a, was a great character, and I love the fact that he is integral to the story, not just the gameplay, but the story. Yeah. Like, but then you know, and then and then like I said, you get locked up and. You don't have your droid bunny buddy and it, it pisses me off because I'm like, I'm, I'm so used to having this thing. Back feels light. All I have is the force. No glow stick, you know, but that whole scene worked out really well, I think. And it really was a character development moment moment for for uh, Greece. I didn't realize you were captured because of Greece because of his oh, yeah. gambling debts. I did not realize yeah. oh, you were yeah. just captured. See, he, I, I love Greece. And he re- you know, who he reminds me of is um. Is he the same race as the pilot and Solo? Or they just look very similar? They look similar, I think. I think it's a different race, but then again, I don't But they know. look very very similar. They're both little furry guys with forearms. So if they're not the same race, they are definitely meant to remind you of each other, I feel like. Tarot. So let me do some quick l- search. Some, some quick wiki. I also think Disney's trying to forget that Solo even happened, so. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, unfortunately. I mean, I like Solo a lot. I mean, Solo's good. Review. Yeah, Solo's good, but. Definitely, that's what they're trying to do. Disney would disagree. I mean, there's been Lateros all throughout, but their first appearance was in Jedi, was in Fallen Order. Yeah, okay. I wonder what that dude in Solo is supposed to be. But anyway, we we don't have to. That's fine. <laughs> See, Star but Wars Grease is hands down. Stuff. Gambling yeah, Gre- problems aside, Grease is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, and um, I like his. I like where he's at in um, the next game too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but like one of my favorite aspects of Grease. Did anybody talk to Grease upon returning from the Mantis from their first time on Dathomir? Oh, first off, did you go to Dathomir early to get your double-bladed saber? I went as I soon did. as you could, yes. Okay. Did yeah. you talk to Grease when you came back? No. I, I'm pretty sure I did, but it's been a while. I talked to Grease every it's chance It's hilarious, because he, he hates being on Dathomir. Yes. Oh, like, he, yeah, he does. He complains about Dathomir a lot. He, well, like, he, he really complains, and he's like, I really want to get off this rock when you, when you come back from Dathomir. It's actually pretty funny. Um, That's great. Yeah. Like, so the fact that the characters aren't just static, they're reacting to whatever world you're on. And they also react differently later on in the game. Because, like, when you come back, when you're supposed to come to Dathomir and you talk to Grease, if you've come here before, like, if you come there before, he's a little bit more okay with it. And then it's really funny once you bring Marin onto the Mantis. I did like that, where he's like, what is she doing here? <laughs> right. Or, good. you know, when they uh, go to Nur and, and Marin talks about hiding the ship, and she and she tells Grease she'll need some of his blood. That's a good one. That's a good scene yeah. with her, too, where she does hide the ship. I really appreciated that. Yes. And it, it really is able to help showcase her power without having her directly involved in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it... it but it, it's one of those things where, where Grease as a character, I think, was definitely necessary. Like... Like I said, gambling problems aside, because, you know, fuck that dude for getting me captured. But <laughs> but like as a character, he goes he's one of the ones that goes through, I think, some of the most growth in the game because. It's, oh, yeah, definitely. You, you see him going from this from this pilot who's just there for the money to really becoming a member of the team. Oh, yeah, they're very proud really of gets, what they're doing, I feel. Oh, like. yeah. You can get that. Like, I mean, this is you have the you also have the fallen Jedi. Forget I forget her name. Seer. Seer. That's with you. That's kind of, you know, taking under her wing and trying to try and train you. And she's the reason why. But she also has no powers because she gave up the fort because she <laughs> turned the dark side at one point. So if I'm not mistaken, she's the first character in Star Wars history to 
voluntarily block the force. Because yeah. you go back to Knights of the Old, Old Republic 2, you have Treya who was cut off from the force. Right. And uh But Kyle, she didn't voluntarily do it. Kyle Katarn also in Dark Forces 3, he's cut off from the force. But I think he did but not it by his own choice. Oh, oh, it was done at the end of Dark Forces 2, right? It was against his own choice. Yeah. But like and I, I do got to say this, like when she finally like reattunes herself to the force and whips out her force powers, that was a holy shit moment for me. Like, like yeah. that, that was one of those moments where she is like, and then she just goes complete badass, especially in the fight against the cameo. We can talk about that now. I mean, we're, oh, I guess we pretty much covered most things in this game. I mean, I do like how, oh, I do want, there's another cameo I want to mention real fast. Like, there's the Obi-Wan cameo when they get the holocron at one point. They open it up and they're like, mm -hmm. he's like, don't go back to the temple. I like that. Yeah. But like, going to the last planet, Nur, she really gave off the whole, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to make it kind of vibes. Like, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the second master that, that you lose, Cal, for this fight. Yeah. But, you know, then she really kind of show, kind of shows her badass side, even though she did tap into the dark side again to yeah, do it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like, you're all dead. What does it matter? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when you look at it from the aspect of what is light and what is dark in the, like, especially as you get to the later eras, you know, like it, it becomes one of those things where you really want to make sure that you're not not tapping too much into it because it does corrupt yeah power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely and the darks yeah. like going full on dark side will absolutely corrupt you yeah, so totally. but like so, Carrie, you posted a picture of the lego thing that i i have i don't know what that is from oh that's from, that's from it, the obi-wan show no it's from lego star wars like the oh, cartoons the cartoon it series it's from mm. the lego star wars cartoon show I was like, I was sitting here like ever since I mentioned that three wing ship that I have sitting behind me, I was like, what the hell is this thing? And I could not. And I finally just was like, oh, I'll just do a reverse Google image search on it. And I found it. So For those curious, it's, it's if you it's called the tracker. Yeah, the tracker one. It was a a a, a somebody stole a somebody stole a lightsaber called the Kyber saber from the emperor and a droid bounty hunter. That's his ship that he uses to go track down the guy. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to derail. It was just, it was driving me crazy. It that looks could, like I, a hybrid between like the droid starfighters, the vultures, yes. and yeah. like a TIE interceptor. Yes. As in the extended universe, there was something called a TIE Phantom that was a little like three wing, like with like sharp little wings like that. Oh, TIE yeah, fighter. yeah. I remember that. And it's, it's based off, uh, according to Wikipedia, it's based off of the TIE Phantom. But it's ah. only, it is only, it has only appeared as a Lego set and in one episode of the Lego Lego Star Wars Adventures cartoon series. Which just which, goes to show you Lego will capitalize on anything. Yeah, I didn't know that there was a Lego Star Wars TV series. I didn't either. I know. Surpri I surprise. I, I know, did because I, did. I have a seven-year-old son who's obsessed with it. I'll say, I knew there were movies because my son has a couple of the movies. that He has like the Grogu's, or he has like a Christmas, like two different Christmas movies of it that he watched. I say he has, he's watched them on TV. Are you ever going to subject him to the original Christmas special? No, no. I'll let him find <laughs> let him find that on his own. It's like porn. You just you don't. He's you never going to find it on his own. You don't show your kid. Hey, porn. it's on you YouTube. Let them find porn on their own. Like yeah, he's never going to find it on his own. <laughs> he'll That's find okay. it. He'll, no he'll, he'll find a VHS in a cardboard box in the woods, as as was done <laughs> in ancient times. 
I always find it funny that Peter, uh, I've been on the show on the Star Wars guy, other Star Wars, one of the other Star Wars guys I have, he actually has a, DV, a bootleg DVD copy of that movie that he got at Half Price Book. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's fun. Nice. <laughs> Isn't it on? Uh, is it on D- Disney Plus now or no? No, 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 no. It's on YouTube because they put so much other garbage on, on there. Like <sighs> the freaking Ewok Caravan of Courage is on there, but not the not the Christmas special. I think the Christmas special is better than Caravan of Courage. <laughs> also, to I pretty sh- I didn't realize this until I saw a meme, but in the Battle for Endor, the second one actually has the first appearance of Night Sisters. From what I saw in a meme, has huh. the first appearance of what? The Night Sisters. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, witches. that's, yes, that's correct. Which is just fucking weird. But, oh, a couple of things we haven't, I think we, we mostly covered most of this game. Oh, like, the whole crux of what you're doing is, we haven't mentioned that part, I should at least say what the story is, the idea <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, right. You're trying to, you're trying to go in these tombs, because the old, the old Jedi that you're following, who was the master of Sira, hid and a... No, Cor- uh, and Cord- Cordova. Yeah, he hid a holocron of all the kids that are Force-sensitive, so they can then go make a new jedi order but then cal is having it's all the children who hadn't been picked up yet right that's the idea yep yep and cal is a vision of these kids all getting murdered and him getting murdered so then he ends up destroying the queue when you finally get it back which Which is is really good correct choice yes it's such a good ending because it feels like if this was like a star wars movie made by disney it would have ended with them going now we've got to go find them you know check out mandalorian season four to see what happens next you know Right, I mean, exactly. I, Whereas this, this, this had that ending that it needed. Well, you um, can't make the Jedi Order while the Empire's still around. It's just not going to work. Well, no, and and it's just like it's only a matter of time until you slip up and this falls into the hands of the Empire. You've got to destroy yeah. it. You can't. I mean, it already it's, fell into the hands of the Empire, and they had more than enough time to pull the information. Yeah, but yeah, they couldn't access it for some reason, right? I don't remember what the reasoning was. They didn't try that, but I know they had it. Yeah, because she she steals it from you, then she takes it to that Nerd. their Inquisitor base, which I really like that last. Fight. Oh, the Fortress Inquisitorius. Yeah, that we that, get to see. Yep, we get to see is it the are. end of uh, Is it the end of Obi Wan that we get yep. to see it? Yeah, yeah. That's first time we see it live action. This is the first time we see it. I think it's in the co- the Darth Vader comic too. Yes, it was in the Darth Vader comic first. I think. Okay, yeah, that was because we talked action. about this in the Obi Wan episode because. This is the best part of the entire game to me is in, is the final chapter. Oh, and absolutely. They, re, they recreate what I would say is the very best scene in this game. They recreate that scene in Obi-Wan, and it's the best scene in that series also. And it's like very clearly has to be a reference to this game because it's like the same hallway and everything and the same exact scenario plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has to be a reference. With the, same, just... with the same villain and everything. I mean, it's like exactly the same scenario. It's kind of crazy. I like that you go there, like, and you're fighting the, the and you and that's when you fight, do you kill her? Yeah, no, you don't kill her, but you beat her, and then she no, gets you, murdered. Yeah, so you're talking about Trilla, the second sister. Yeah, yeah, like that fight is. I mean, it's it's your final major fight it in the hard. game. It, it was yeah, definitely hard. It was really hard, and then you beat her, and like I've beaten the game, and then the most epic moment to me in any video game I've ever played. Oh you yeah, beat her, and then you hear. <sighs> Like, I love that. Oh my god! And I was like, and what? that red lightsaber igniting. Yes, and I was like, what? What is happening? What is happening? And I just died because <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, what? Right. Is there some? And I died. I died in that exact part four or five times before I realized that I could do anything. Oh yeah, run. I, I honestly, at first, I thought, oh, is this the ending? You beat the game, and now Darth Vader comes and kills you because Cal's Cal's got to be Cal's got to be dead by, by the you know by a New Hope. I thought that for a second. And I was like, no, because it's not going to credits. 
it's making me re it's restarting me. Thankfully, it doesn't make you refight the second sister. It just puts you right back at the beginning. An older game would have. Oh, God, a Dark Souls game would have. <laughs> I was thinking about that because Elden Ring, the final boss of Elden Ring is really difficult. And then you beat him and then you fight God. And, and like literally you fight <laughs> God, you fight literally God. And if you die to God, then you go back outside the arena and you fight what has seemed like the final boss for the whole game, which you've been building up. This is the final boss. You're going to be fighting. You're going to be fighting this person for sure at the very end of the game. And you have to beat him again and then fight God. And there's no healing in between or anything like that. It's like, I mean, if you have it, if you have some Estus or whatever they call it. And that's what a, a true, when people say this is a souls like, I'm like, no, I'm like, no, in a souls game, you would have to bite, fight the second sister all over again. And also you'd probably have to fight through like 15 waves of stormtroopers before you got to her again. Oh, I love that stormtrooper rush. It, it puts all your skills to the test. It does. Oh, it's so good. But you've got all your powers. You're at the height yep. of your power. You're, but yeah, and then, yeah, so you defeat the second sister, which is a really good boss fight. Like one of the best, I, I would say, I think the fifth sister fight is maybe, a, is maybe my favorite, but this is a really good one. And then, yeah, yeah. Darth, Darth Vader comes out and is like going to kill you. And you have to basically like what look over his shoulder and force pull something into into his back, yep. like from behind him, and that yep. distracts him unless you run. And then the rest of it, you're running from Darth Vader to get out of this place. Yep. And it's so all cool. while Seer is is not around because she decided to go all badass and try to take on she she essentially tried to to solo the gunship like right yeah like she went tried to go toe to toe with Darth Vader yeah the fact that she fucking survived. I know it's so was cool. a shock to me. I thought she was dead for sure too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I figured I figured she would die here. Like it makes a lot, mm-hmm. it would make a lot of sense story wise for her to die here. You well, know, like she, I said, it, it's it's Obi Wan dying at the end of a yeah. New Hope. You want yeah, like well, your, the, your wife. It's like I said when uh, when you're heading to nurse, she really gives off those "I'm not gonna make it" vibes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She really does. So, but it becomes a team effort to escape her included. Yeah. And, and that's like, what I was saying is in Obi-Wan and at the end of Obi-Wan, it's the same deal. You're in Fortress Inquisitorious or oh, I'm sorry. Obi-Wan is in Fortress Inquisitorious and the woman that's been helping him basically sacrifices herself so he can get away. And then he's running through the fortress and being chased by Darth Vader. And it's the same deal. They shatter the, the, the tube and Obi-Wan swims to safety while Darth Vader's in there, like holding the water at bay, basically. Yeah, they had to steal this because this came out first. So yeah, this came out first. So they absolutely just—I mean, I, I think it was just a straight homage to this game, and it's—it's it's the very best thing about that series. And when you watch that series as the fan edit as a movie, it's like the—it's the big final scene too, because the big problem with one of the big problems of Obi Wan is that happens, and then he has to go back to Tatooine and stop that, stop the ninth sister or seventh sister or whatever from killing Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah, and it's like you had this big climactic moment for the series with him escaping from Fortress Inquisitorious. And then it should have just been a little denouement. Instead, now he's got another action scene and it's like the the fan edit cuts that out entirely. And so it's just, so you, he escapes and then it's the final scene of him like saying, you know, giving the toy to Luke. And, uh, but anyway, but anyway, that's the same here. You, you escape from this and then you get on the ship and you make that dis- and well, Cal makes that decision to destroy the, the thing. The Which again was the right call. Like, right. Exactly. Would have been interesting like I, if they if they gave you a choice. Yeah. But that's not it's not that kind of game though. You know? It's definitely not. Um and it's it's one of those things when I first played oh, it, yeah. I'm like, Cal better not keep this holocron. I will throw my controller if he keeps his holocron. And he made the, the right choice thing. to destroy it. I was having like, the exact same thought. I'm like, he better not keep the holocron, he's gotta destroy it. 
Yeah, he can't. Right. I mean, you can't. I mean, Luke making the Jedi Order makes sense just because the Empire's done at this right. point, they think. Like, quote, you know, unquote, done. Yeah, well, yes. it was, the Empire, I think, the, until uh, Disney went, hmm, how can we remake these movies? But we'll do the same thing. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like, he made the right choice there. And so I was not mad that he destroyed that holocron because most people look at him and be like, all that work for nothing. We could have just not done anything and we'd be in the same spot. <laughs> no, they because the others would have gotten they 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 were right, looking for it. Wouldn't the inquis the inquisitors would have eventually found it? So he had to just That's yeah, fair. yeah yeah. So what you did had a purpose. It just wasn't the purpose you you thought it was going to have. You originally day. set out for yeah. Right, exactly. But yeah, it, it definitely had the right ending because you feel that sense of accomplishment. But it, it's like okay, you know now what? Now where do we go? Right. You know. Because and and now like now you got two more Jedi unleashed on the galaxy. Right. You have an actual Jedi Knight. And I don't care if Seer anointed him as a Jedi Knight. She has no vested power to be able to <laughs> elevate somebody to the ranks of Jedi Knight. So therefore, her little ceremony that she pulled on Cal doesn't count. He is a Padawan still. I don't know. He's um he's a Padawan that would beat the shit out of Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So at this point, so yeah, that's fair. He he is doing stuff that neither of them has ever been able to do. So. Oh yeah, no, because neither of them could neither of them could handle two lightsaber stances like Cal does. Not, I don't think neither of them neither of them could double jump. Double I mean, Obi Wan jumps high, but neither of them can double jump. So there's that too. Right, that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, and and then you also like kind of it's not even really a spoiler for Survivor because they posted this information while it was coming out. You have five different lightsaber stances in Survivor. Oh yeah, you do. You have single blade, you have double blade, you have you have du uh, dual blades like you actually split it into two as a full on stance in that game. You yeah. have single with a blaster pistol and then you have the cross guard like Kylo Ren's. Yeah, and there are there no with any of them. Yeah, I, I didn't beat the game yet. I got like I, I had not gotten the uh, Kylo Ren one yet. I got in the others. So. If you like big heavy weapons in Souls games, that is going to be your favorite stance. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I, I, I'm aware. That's like I do. I, I like everything in Souls games. I every time I play, I play a new yeah a new build, a new weapon thing. So in that game, my favorite is to run around in the the two. Uh, I mean the uh, double bladed. But but kind of going back to um ball. back to back to the stances in in Fallen Order. I really like the fact that you at least had the two stances. So you had some variety. Each one had right. their purpose too. Cause yeah. you know, single blade was your more well-balanced stance. Double blade was your, was your defensive stance, which is what, if you read the expanded universe, particularly rule of two by Drew Carpishan, they, they go into that double bladed stance and how it is more of a defensive stance. Cause well, it's yeah, meant to you, throw your opponent off. If you think about Phantom Menace, the two best scenes in Phantom Menace are the Darth Maul fight scenes. And the first one, he's fighting one Jedi, and so he's just using his lightsaber like a katana, like yep. a like a long, you know, like right. He's like using it in that way. And then when he has to fight two Jedi, that's when he busts out the second blade. Yep. Because exactly. it makes it makes absolute sense, you know. From well, it, yep. it does and it doesn't. I mean, it it doesn't. It, doesn't, <laughs> but it makes some sense. It's fun. It makes movie sense. It makes good movie sense for sure. Hey, it makes it really more does. sense than having a tractor scene where you're playing holding out for a hero. So hey, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> But, but uh, like, yeah, it's, a lot of, it's so much fun. You've like, I mean, uh, I mean, ever since, gosh, you do you get a double bladed lightsaber in Jedi Outcasts? I don't believe so. I, I think, don't, I, I don't think, think so. I think you could. 
and the maybe oh it was modding it where you did because i remember doing yeah. it but it was with mods yeah you didn't have it normally because yeah we've always that's what we always want we always ever since starf mall everybody wants that double bladed lightsaber i don't know ever since anakin dual wielded sabers in episode two like oh, that yeah. was that that, that that killed darth maul that killed the double bladed saber for me like um, not for me but it's still pretty cool and ahsoka with them is really cool too because yeah. she's mm-hmm. actually she's fighting with them uh in the like her her style is the style of the um the philippine that yeah. philippine martial art the escriba she does yeah. a lot of she does a lot of escriba stances and stuff my wife for for christmas we we went to we went to like disney we went to florida and we went to like the wizarding world of harry potter and the um star wars galaxy's edge and all that but we didn't yeah. let my we didn't let my son build a lightsaber there but it was because you heathen. well so here's the thing the lightsaber you build at galaxy's edge is kind of trash it's expensive oh, I, I, yeah i've heard it's expensive but it's just a plastic lightsaber it's plastic hilt and everything it you have to choose one of like five colors when you get it and then it's permanently that color and you only get to choose like one or two hilt you have like three you have three hilt designs and that's it yeah right? where you can't, you can't right you can't mix and match them like we let him build a droid and he built a bb he built a bb unit and he had multiple, so many options of colors and pieces and all that. And it was much more, and it was like half the price. But anyway, when we got home, what my wife had done for Christmas is she had told me I got him a lightsaber online on Black Friday. I got him one of those nice steel lights. It's like, it's like freaking stainless steel lightsaber. It looks really awesome. It looks actually like one of the, the real basic hilts in this game. Mm-hmm. It cycles through, gosh, 16 different colors with a press of a button. So you can change the colors at will. And it's really durable and all that kind of stuff. But what she didn't tell me was she got me one also. <laughs> and so my son and I both have these really cool lightsabers. And they came with a they came together with a little connector to screw them together and make a double-bladed lightsaber. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And my my son and I both, you know, train in martial arts and we we're we're at the uh, at an advanced level now. So for about two years, we've been training with uh, bow staff as part of our martial arts. Okay. And so we can like you know we can whip and twirl those things around. Not as good as you know Darth Maul, but pretty good. And it's pretty cool whirling around right. like a double bladed red lightsaber like that. It's so much fun. It just looks so awesome, and it's it's just so cool. Just yeah, yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Want to get two more so we can both use them and and then there you go and then break 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 them by actually staff fighting with them. (laughs) But But yeah, like like I love the fact that you had those and then they kind of gave a nod to the dual wielding sabers with the with the uh, split saber technique. I love that in the yes, get that that was great. Yes, that's very cool. Oh, go ahead. It has its uses. Like the Malakos fight, you're meant to really lean on that split saber technique. Yeah. Because he's just know. not ready for it. Yeah. You know, like I actually have here in my notes, because I hadn't played Survivor at this point. Like there's a reason you have split saber technique for the Malakos fight. Use it. Same with switch attack, where you go from the single blade to the double blade by holding square. Yeah, that's really like, cool. Like the combat and just the lightsaber combat in this is so, so well done. It just feels. Oh, yeah. Good. It never feels really repetitive. Never. No, it's really yeah. good. Because you have like you have your basic strikes and those really don't change. but most good sword fighters but most good sword fighters are going to use the same set of techniques in a fight they're just going to vary up how they do them yeah how do you connect them together exactly so in martial arts we call them one we call them one steps you yeah learn, you learn all these like little just like one two three kind of the moves and then combining them together chaining them together is kind of like where you get it into the like the advanced levels is because 
it's like you learn those little one steps until they're muscle memory and then chaining them together is like the next big move up there and that's what it that's what it is in this game it's like he's doing the same little one steps but you can move them you can chain them together in different ways and it just feels so good it just feels so good and i i compared it to sekiro it really does feel like a much more accessible version of sekiro in that way Mm -hmm. because sekiro is very much that way also a game i will never play yeah well (laughs) mod it yeah you know i'm sure there's mods that make it way more of a yeah, because it's got a, it has a, a incredibly good story and so much of a, a good vibe. It's it's super interesting. It looks super cool. I just when I heard like like Souls games, I can level up and and power through them. And when I heard that, I'm like, yeah, there's no leveling up like this. Yeah. Okay, well, there, there is. So what you what you can do in that one is you get like what you would call like talent points in other RPGs. From beating bosses, right? Well, no, you can also you get talent points just from you can you you can just level up. You can just grind and get talent points to buy techniques. Oh, okay. And the techniques definitely help. So I definitely grind. There was like points in that game where I just went and grinded killing. Uh, there's like a little like area pretty early in the game where you can just run through a massacre, like eight soldiers and uh, a giant rooster really fast. A guard, a guard. <laughs> rooster. They have, they have guard roosters in the game that will fucking like murder your ass, like kill you in like three, like 15 seconds. If you're not, or five seconds, if you're not careful. But it's like a plane where you basically like the bonfire is like next to one of those chickens that has its back turned. And so you just start off, murder the chicken, then murder the guards, go back, murder the chicken, murder the guards over and over again and buy techniques until you've got some of the higher level techniques. But still, your health is low. You're you don't have armor or anything like that. There's no such you know, there's no item. There's no armor or weapons to buy or anything in the game. Yeah, that would uh, just, Dark just Souls one. spot like that on Kashik and in, uh, in Fallen Order. Where yes. it's like it's right it's it's on Kashik this it's right after the major sliding event where there's three spiders and three ram slugs that are gr- it's great for oh, yeah, grinding yeah oh I definitely what? I definitely do that in both this game and Survivor is like find yeah. a good grinding spot because I like to you know sometimes I want to you know get a little more powerful before a boss fight and, and you can do that so you can do that in um, Sekiro it's just not to the way right. you can in in Dark Souls where you could like literally just you know, become like super overpowered. That's what I did when I beat Dark Souls One. I just farmed in the painted world for like days. <laughs> oh no! Well, the, and so the... like earlier when I was talking about my yeah. my roommate that like sat me down for like two hours and made me grind and, and get it perfect. That was the spot that he made me do that at What's because the, the ram slugs. There? Yep, the ram slugs and spiders. That spot on Kashi. Yeah, spiders. you have to parry. You have to dodge. You really have to watch what the enemies are doing. Mm-hmm. Like even when it's two spiders and a ram slug, it's not easy. You, no, you really, yeah, you have to you have to time everything, and so and it's one of those where, especially in that spot, if you button mash, you're just going to get destroyed. I'm I'm trying to remember. Does this one have the being able to mind trick someone so they start attacking their friends? No, that's Survivor. That's in Survivor. Oh man, yeah, that's like my favorite thing to do in Survivor. It's like sneak up and mind trick like a uh, a stormtrooper with like who has like a like big like machine gun. Like one of the, yep. and just have him just start, <laughs> just start, just like massacring his friends. Oh, and another thing I, I forgot to mention that that I really like in this game, the purge troopers. I enjoyed the purge yes. troopers a lot that yeah. they're here because that's Very not cool. something, makes sense that they would have been around. Are they like just, are they Jedi or just people that were? No, they're just really beefy stormtroopers. Okay. With special training. I'd like to see them in more li- in live action things. We haven't yet, but I like them a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, well, they make I, a return in Survivor. They've got oh, kind of a, they've got kind of like a, almost like a Captain Phasma look to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like, a, it's like a little, 
Yeah, it's like a dark. It's like what we wanted from Captain Passenger, you know. But yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're specially cool. trained and designed to be able to overwhelm Jedi. Yeah, like imagine you, we all know the damage that the clone troopers were able to do. Yeah. Now imagine a clone trooper that's specifically outfitted and designed to kill Jedi. Yeah. Like, because they have those electro weapons, which can handle a lightsaber. So it, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, like. They w- those are one of those enemies again that you need to take your time with and be patient because they will overwhelm you, especially mm. if there's more than one. You know, it's, I think they uh, looking at Wikipedia. It looks like they were in the comics first too, which is cool. Yep, okay. they were in the. Or actually, first. they were first in a book, not a comic, called Rise of the Red Blade. Okay. No, 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 that's not true. Oh, oh Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia has it out of order. Rise of the Red Blade is just came out last year. Never mind. They, so generally what they'll do is the first appearance, they'll actually, when they list all the appearances of them, they'll they'll note which one's the first appearance. It is. It does. It's uh, Darth Vader number 13 from 2017. The, oh, the, the comics. Yeah, it's Darth, okay. Vader, it's Darth Vader number 17. Uh, Darth Vader issue number 13 from the Marvel, from the Marvel Star Wars comic run. Uh, from, right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. The other thing I really love about this game is that the little details they put into that, like the way events change interactions. So, for instance, going to the um, going to the workbench on the Mantis after your lightsaber is broken, but before you disembark on Ilium, did anybody modify their lightsaber? I don't think. I mean, I'm uh, maybe I definitely modified it every chance. So I you know, every, every time, time you would modify your lightsaber, Cal would ignite it, right, just to test it, right. When you do that at the workbench on the Mantis before disembarking on Ilium after after it's broken, right. he tries to activate it a couple of times, and you can see that he's frustrated. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, I don't think I did that. That's really neat. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things. It's that one of those subtle interactions that you normally don't think about. That I, I was just like, I wonder because you know, did they think about this? And they sure as fuck did. Like, like he a- tries to activate it a couple of times, and it sparks, and then you just sat, kind of see that look of frustration. So that was a yeah, cool aspect. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I spent, I man, I spent so much time customizing the lightsabers. Oh, me too. I would have like one and I would just like, I would run with it for a long time. And I'm like, all right, I've got it. I want to change this up now and do a completely different thing. I was really, I think I, I kind of gravitated between doing like an all like dark, like dark gunmetal looking one. There's mm-hmm. like kind of what, you know, similar to what, like what the ones that I got for Christmas, they're black, but. Like gunmetal is what I would have chosen if I had if I had had the choice. I right. love that. Like, I love that. I like I want I want one that looks like oh this is what one would look like in real life if you built one. But then or either that or one that looks like High Republic. Yeah. All like all like white and gold with like a wood with like a wood grain like handle. I think that's in Survivor that you get the wood grain handles. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it's like every time I get a new lightsaber part, I'm like okay, what, we got to change up the look of the lightsaber. Got to completely you know? redesign it from the ground up. If I get a new yep. part, that I, if I get a new part, I like. All right, we're going to completely change the look of this thing. Yep. I also like the 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 ones the emitter that is like it looks like four like spikes. Yeah. So it looks like you could you know in, you know you could like stab someone in the face of it without it turned on you know like take out an eye right you know, or something. Although the last time I customized my saber in that game is when you get Sears lightsaber from her. Yeah. Because then I make one half Jaro to Paul, the other half Seer. Because <laughs> cool. it's like the Master's Blade, you know? It's the blade of your two Masters. Yeah, that's fair. And true. So, are any 
Last thing you want to say before we go on to questions, comments, or memories? I have a few, but not a ton. I just said I really liked the way that the music was composed in this game because it actually felt like Star Wars from an ambiance st- standpoint. Oh, yeah. It did capture all the sound really good, the sound effects and everything. No, not even the sound effects, the background music. Like Yeah, that too. Like it, I know background music is one of those things that a lot of people don't pay attention to, but they're like the unsung heroes of any video game that it really sets the tone. And th- like this background music really made you feel like you were immersed in Star Wars. You know, also the fact that Respawn, I love the fact the fact that they didn't make it a DLC heavy game to where you could where you had extra story that was locked behind paywalls. Like <laughs> they made a single player experience that you got right out the gate. Yeah. Like just hands hats off to them, especially in a time where everybody's charging $70 for a game. And then, yeah. oh, look, a month later, here's your first DLC that's costing you half the price of the game. Like they actually made a single player game, no DLC, no, like no mandatory DLC to understand anything going on in any sequels. Like what you see is what you get. So my hat is off to respawn on that. And this, especially in this day and age. Okay. Great, and we'll start with the official Laser Time community. First comment from Cody Smith. I just finished both back-to-back. My favorite aspect of the game that you don't get Metroid did at the beginning of the second game. Okay, that's cool. I will pre- I appreciate when games don't do that. And from John yeah. Moran, just started the yeah, sequel Yeah, they really today. don't. I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't like that in sequel. Some, sometimes I, I, it's fine. Sometimes I'm it fine. Me off. I'm fine if it with a Metroidvania because otherwise, you know. Yeah. But yes, I, I agree. That's really good in Survivor that it doesn't do that. Because yep. it, w- it would have been dumb. It's like, oh, you forgot how to use the Force? <laughs> right. right. Though I guess that is the beginning of Jedi Outcast, right? Cal Katarn has been cut off from the Force, and so he doesn't have his powers from uh, Dark Forces too. So that's true. Right, right. but uh, so it, it needs to have a make good story. a storyline out. You have to have a good story reason. I was going to say, my, we're, I was just listening to the um, Games of the World Found Assassin's Creed Brotherhood episode <laughs> where we were talking about that the in that one you lose your powers because you took off all your gear to fuck. that's the best explanation of it ever <laughs> the one series that did it really well was mass effect because you have oh, the yes. engine change from mass effect one to mass effect two and so in order to facilitate it they just kill commander Shepard. yeah like, and then re yeah. and then clone is like you're like rebuilt and so you yeah, can change your gender your gender your face your every basically right. everything yeah. Like, so it did it in a really, like, it did it really well to where it made sense that you were brought back to zero. Yeah. You know, and then you go from two to three, you just, you carry on everything from two to three. So yeah. it had both aspects really well. Yeah. But yes, I agree. Not doing that with survivors is a great choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And from... Oh, yeah, from John Morin. I just started the sequel today. I was hesitant to play the first a couple years ago, but a co-worker let me borrow it, and I loved it. I love Souls games, and I was implemented really with the combat. Probably some of the best lightsaber combat in games. That's right. Agreed. Oh, from Jason, down, yeah. <laughs> Jason Heiser. I always prefer dodging over parrying in games, and this one punishes the shit out of you with some of the end game bosses if you don't do both. It took me so yes. long to beat one of them. Still love it, though. Maybe my favorite ATST fight, too, in any Star Wars game. I thought this game mm-hmm. did a great job in world building and having extra little morsels that you could dig into if you wanted to. Like a lot of the Zephro history stuff and artifacts yep. that didn't force you to. Uh, oh, I agree. Like, it's one of those games because I'm, I'm a Dodge fan. I love dodging. Parrying is it was my bane up until I started playing this game. And like it makes you learn how to do both. It, it does. It's and that's the thing, like Sekiro, you have to like pair it. That is the parrying game. 
And that's why I say it's like easy space Sekiro because this game <laughs> requires you to learn pairing, but the pairing is very easy. Like yes. compared to compared to like Dark Souls or any of those games where I mean, well, uh, compared to like Breath of the Wild. When you play Jedi Master, it's not as forgiving. Yeah, that's correct. That's true. <laughs> that's that's what you're asking for. But it's I, yeah. I put it on like a similar level to like the pairing and like Breath of the Wild. You know, like it's not uh, the on on like master level, not not like Grandmaster, but. On master level, it's it's put it, it's on a similar level of the pairing in Breath of the Wild, which is like not easy, but it's completely doable. My son does it better than I do. Yeah, it, it's it requires way more precise timing than like story mode or or uh, on Padawan or Jedi Knight. But yeah. it's definitely one of those that you have to get good at both. You have to get good at pairing and get good at dodging, and you have to know understand that each one has its place. Yes. Definitely. Like, cause there are some attacks where the enemy will see you dodge and they'll just overextend and just wipe the floor with you. Right. But ju- I would say just like in souls games, once you get the parrying down, you become like a God. Like it's like nothing yeah. can touch me now. Right. That's like the, that's like infamously the final boss of dark souls. If you can parry, he's like easier than like the, yep. uh, until it's an enemy with a big fucking hammer that, you know, okay, parry. Oh, there's your entire block meter. Yeah. You know? Right. And that and like enemies like that will teach you that you don't just dodge backwards or side to side. You might have to dodge behind them. Yes, I mean, that's that's the true souls thing, by the way. That's like almost any boss in souls. If you dodge toward them is the, the trick. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and pretty much pretty much almost the entire soul series dodge toward don't dodge away because you'll get caught at the end of your at the end of your dodge. If you dodge away. Yep. All right. But in, this, last- in this game, too. Yeah. Last one from this group, uh, Jeffrey Klein. Literally just rolled credits last night. Such a great game. Excited to play the sequel. I am too. Way more than I was before. As somebody who's played the sequel, it is really good. And it doesn't detract from its predecessor. Like, yeah, from the, it, not at all. It just builds onto it. It's like Tears of the Kingdom to Breath of the Wild. It's like, hey, do you like that last game? Here's more <laughs> of it, but in a way that doesn't feel repetitive at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just want to say, I think it's really cool. Is you have listeners that play the games along with your podcast like that. That's really <laughs> That's cool. Awesome. I don't know if that was Who, on purpose, knows? but hey, it worked out. I mean, it seems like it. I mean, why else would they randomly be playing this game from 2019 at the same time we're doing a podcast? That's really cool. Right. Yeah. Kudos to them. Hey, people. I mean, I, I that's why I always try to post <laughs> weeks in advance what's coming up so people have time they do want to play with it. They can. That's I play right. games with the podcast uh, when you're going to make me talk about them. Yeah. So. Right, exactly. Exactly. Only, only I'll dust that. off an old game or play a game I haven't played for the podcast, you know, just for the podcast. But, you know, that the fact that you have listeners that are playing along with the podcast, that's awesome. This says a lot. This says a lot about your about you building a community and all that, I think. Yeah. Join the Discord, guys. Please we, join we, the Discord. It's, it's not gonna bug you. It's it's like a little bit of chat every day. It's yeah. Make sure you send me that link because I didn't know you had a Discord. Oh yeah, you got to join the Discord. Episode, but yes, I will send it to you directly after this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can you can join the Marvel Snap channel and see me bitch every time they introduce a new card that I can't play against. Uh, I mean, I there there are cards like that. We'll, get, we'll neither the, not the place for that. We'll do that on the Discord. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Because otherwise, we'll be talking about Marvel Snap for the next two hours. Yeah, yep, I need to try to wrap. Yeah, and I'm trying to wrap this up. I don't want to go into Marvel Snap world. I yep. could easily. Hmm. Oh, easily. So, but all right. And then from the I Watch the Entire Overload Super Replay group from Matt Pinkleton, I love this game. Not a lot of big budget AAA Metroidvanias being made these days, but they did such a good job weaving the Souls like elements, exploration, and story all together to create one of my favorite Star Wars franchises. And from that's that's an essential that that quote right there, that 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 comment right there, that's a set that's essential to understanding yeah. this game. And from like, Michael Michael Dunn, 
only played it once during the lockdown year, meaning I haven't seen any of it in four years, but I recall being into the Metroid meets Dark Souls style gameplay. I admittedly don't have much experience with Star Wars outside the movie, so I can't compare the story to others in between movie stories, but I recall thinking it was a solid Star Wars adventure. I'm not well-versed in much of the extended universe stuff, so maybe if I had more attachments to the series, I'd be more into the world building. But again, a pretty nice time was had with this game. Yeah, that's good. Because as a big... If if all you know is the movies, you can still get into this game and understand what's happening and really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah really, you just have to have seen like Revenge of the Sith, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. because they do a decent job explaining who the Inquis- Inquisitors are, what their what their role is, what the Empire has done up to this point. Yeah, the only prerequisite knowledge is Revenge of the Sith for Order sixty six. Yeah, agreed. And and if you've seen Rogue One, that's pretty cool because seeing you see like Saw Gerrera before he was like before he had emphysema or whatever. Yeah. And from Mark Chitsunagi, I know it gets called a Metroidvania inspired game, and you can definitely feel that in a way you explore the maps and get items and collectibles. But I felt that this someone took away from the experience, at least from the optional content. I went for a hundred percent, and it completely broke my immersion in the story, backtracking to all these different planets for loot when the story was full of urgency. That's any game, though. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. That's any I, game. You know, you know that I'm like, I have like a like obsession with like trying to hundred percent games, and this one, <laughs> I I didn't do that. Um, I got to the end, and I I, I realized there's a few things I hadn't gotten yet, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to go back and just. So I I I personally, you know, even though I am obsessive about hundred percent stuff, I recommend not trying to do that and just enjoy it. Well, and I will say about Survivor, you have that sense of urgency, but unlike this game. There's no point of no return. Once you beat Survivor, you can you it's an open world at that point. So you can yeah. go and collect all the things you didn't get and see the things you didn't see without having that whole, hey, we still have to go do this looming above your head. Yeah, totally. So I like that they changed that up for Survivor. OK, and I have two more comments to read from Tristan Stewart. I just played through this and beat it like a week ago. Super solid. I have kind of mixed feelings because it is so solid, but also didn't really do anything I would describe as very interesting. Sometimes that's fine. I've been on a Star Wars kick and those trappings alongside a pretty competent story and likable cast really pulled me through to finishing the game. I'm playing Survivor now and the technical aspects of that thing are very impressive, but it's just a shame its performance is so spotty and the image quality on consoles is pretty rough. Okay. I haven't really had any issues with image quality on consoles with Survivor. Maybe it's playing on like, is it on PS4 too or just PS5? It's on, it's on PS4, I believe. Is, yeah, it, yeah. Most games that are coming out are still on PS4. That might um, be it then. But like, yeah, because I'm playing on, P- I played it on PS5 with a 4K TV and it was really well, really well built. And I, I have my PC hooked up to the same TV as my PS5 and all that. Uh, and my, my my Xbox 360 and my PS5 and my <laughs> Switch and my Dreamcast or all that are all just hooked up to my my 1080p TV. And so I can't speak to 4K and all that. But it to me, I didn't see any drop in quality from this to Survivor. From uh, uh, this what I did on PC and Survivor I did on, on PS5 and I didn't see any difference, but... Yeah, whereas I played the next-gen version in performance or in uh, in quality mode, so there was yeah. no issues with frame rate drops or anything like that. Yeah, I, but I'm not I, I'm not the best judge of that kind of stuff because I, I don't really care about that as much. Uh, that's why I saw the 1080p TV. But. Yeah, whereas I'm a graphics junkie, so I'm the same. I don't give a shit either. Well, I care. I care. I just don't like thousand dollar care. <laughs> I, I do. I do really. I went and like window shopped for a 4K TV the other day. Because my TV's starting to get little bugs with it. 
So, if you can find one, the Vizio D series is really solid, and it's not going to run you that much. It's only going to run you a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, my big thing is I, I want 120 hertz. That's the big thing. Oh, uh, yeah, that's going to cost you. Well, it's it's not bad. I found a, a high sense at Best Buy. Like It's like 900 for like the not Insignia brand, the, not their brand, but like a like their budget 4K 120 hertz TV was like 900 at the, okay. at the 65 inch size. And so I was like, that's... That's probably what I'll end up getting. But, That's not too bad. Yeah. But it's still, I'm going to wait. <laughs> yeah, One last wait till comment. 8K TVs come out. One last That's, comment. There you go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Autumn Severe. Uh, started it in June of 2020. Got off the first planet and barely touched my second before putting it down. I didn't dislike it, but I was in doom scrolling follow mood for obvious timing reasons. Also <laughs> meant to go back to it. Almost did last year. Honestly, I can't believe it's been this long already. I'm the same thing. When I looked it up, I was like, God, it was that long ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Do it. Go back to it. Have fun with it. Because it's it's one of those games that you never feel like. I, I put like 25 hours into uh, into my initial playthrough. And it didn't feel like 25 hours. This one, it only took me about 12 or 11 or 12. And that was still twiddling thumbs for some aspects. But yeah, it, feel, it, it, feel, it feels a little short, but I it really does. Stuff. But it's not. Yeah, it's not short. It, it, I'm starting to short. Yeah, I was going to say it, it is. It is like, you know, it's only like. If you're not trying to 100% it, it's going to be like 20 hours probably. And that's nice. That's a that's how long I want most games to be. Like yeah. I'm, I'm like 70 something hours into, into my current playthrough of Cyberpunk. And I'm, I haven't even gotten to the expansion yet. I mean, I've dumped probably 500 hours into Cyberpunk as a whole. So, oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. All right. And before we go to Shelf Stacker Box, I do want to give away another Steam code because I have Steam codes. So this will be for Torchlight 2. And the Steam code is LX02VK6C6BHAFB8. That is your Steam code for Torchlight 2. Awesome game. Check, check out yeah, the mod. Check game. out check out some of the class mods that add new custom classes too. Okay, that's cool. And yeah. we'll go to shelf stacker box. And Carrie, what about you? Yeah, put it on the shelf. Heck, I, I I beat it two years ago, and I think I still have it installed. Like, definitely put it on the shelf. Awesome game. Best, honestly, by far the best Star Wars game. And I, I don't, I haven't gotten far enough as Survivor to decide if Survivor's gonna top it for me or not. But to me, it's the best Star Wars game. Period. All right, and Isaiah. Uh, it definitely goes on the shelf. It actually pulls KOTOR 2 off of the shelf uh, and possibly even KOTOR 1. And don't get me wrong. I love KOTOR. Uh, so KOTOR would be relegated to the stack. But like it definitely stay, it, it definitely goes on the shelf because it gives you that quintessential Jedi experience. It feels very Star Wars. It's in a timeline that we all know and love. And it's one of those games that like... I will definitely probably play again in the next couple of years and allow my son to play as he gets older. Cause he's only seven right now. He's not going to be able to really handle it, but you know, as he gets more, more versed in playing video games, it'll be his introduction to uh, the next level of gaming. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. And I'll go last. I'm going to put this on the shelf too. I had a really good time with this game. I, I enjoyed it when I played it, I think three, four years ago and I enjoyed it playing it again. Like it's just a good game and I'm, I'm happy to cover it for the show because I was really, really wanted to. I'm just mad we didn't get to fly anything. Nah, that's okay. I'll the games for that. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> I, would be good. A, some piloting stuff would all would be yes. a big improvement. But. Well, so well speaking of, like, I, go ahead. I was gonna say, speaking of piloting, I got the pilot next game that I'm gonna be talking about next week: Guardians of the Galaxy, the Marvel one that came out in 2021. Oh yeah, I, I, and, that, and that 
Well, too bad. I was going to say, like, three days ago, it was free on Epic, on Epic Game Store. Not when this comes out, but yes. Yeah, I just, I actually, because <laughs> I, I haven't played it yet, and so I picked it up on Epic I mean, Game I have Store it on Xbox, so I just, I had, I bought it and never played it. It's good. Much like many games. It's actually a really good game, and it captures the element of Guardians without feeling like the Marvel Avengers game, where it felt like these are all diet versions of them. It actually feels good. Okay. I'll definitely have to give it a play then. I, I really liked it, and it's not super long either, so that was nice. That's awesome. Longer than you think, but not super long. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, and Carrie, where can people find you at? Hey, I'm on Twitch and YouTube as Carousetta, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. I modify and repair video game consoles occasionally, but far more often, I just kind of hit the share whenever I'm playing any video game. Often a lot of souls, but lately it's just like nonstop Apex Legends because my son is super into Apex Legends. And so I've gotten into that with him. So you can watch me suck and occasionally win at that game on there. Okay. Yeah. And where can they find your son? Oh, show? yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll promote. So his YouTube channel is Nature P Dragon, N A T R O P Y underscore Dragon. He does uh, dragon puppets. I think he's uh, kind of taking a little break from it because he was getting a little stressed out because he just keeps getting subscribers and he has these subscriber goals. It's like, oh, when I get 200 subscribers, I got to make a new dragon. It's got to be really good. And he got like 200. He's got like 230 subscribers. He's like, I'm going to make a 250 subscriber dragon. I'm like, why don't you just take a break? So he he does have it. Definitely go and check out, especially if you're uh, addicted to just like wholesome TikTok memes. It's a lot of that kind of stuff, but it's on, on YouTube only. Well, thank you for letting me promote that. Yeah, of course, he, he, I, I'm I, sure I, anyone he, I can... he definitely gets a he definitely gets a little dopamine rush whenever people follow him. So oh, I know how that goes completely way too well. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, and if you enjoyed this episode, there were 550 other episodes of this podcast. We have done tons of Star Wars content. You can go right on our uh, Podbean and search and find all our Star Wars content. Just type in Star Wars, obviously. Um, you also will see a link to majority of the Star Wars content in our in the show notes of this episode. If you want to support the show, we do a Patreon. For those dog vote in our Patreon polls. We have one every month. You will see a link in the show notes to that. And a Discord. Please join our Discord for like the third time we're saying this episode. You'll see a link in the show notes to it. I or, just joined it. Or ask me. I, I see. I will send it to you. So you can message me on anything. Game, Facebook, anything. Find me. You if I get my mom's out, we're all over the damn place and I answer everything. So do that. I want to get a shot of my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok, Twitch, Instagram. So definitely go check her out. You see a link to her link tree in the show notes. And I want to give a shout out to a gamer looks at 40, my buddy Bill Tucker, who's on the show quite often. Definitely go check him out too. And follow Nomads of Fantasy, another podcast that I work with. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Blue Sky, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, you can find the show everywhere. Then TikTok on oh, YouTube audio only. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.